0: There's a couple things that I never miss any day ever, and and one of them is Cardio Miracle. If I could have, I would have started taking this when I was 20.
1: I began taking Cardio Miracle.
2: And as I did that, almost within a few weeks,
3: I could feel a difference in my energy level. Cardio Miracle has been a game changer in my life.
0: Since I've been taking Cardio Miracle on a very consistent basis, my recovery time is amazing.
3: I really want to be a walking
4: testimonial of what Cardio Miracle does for the body. I just feel, I
5: feel good all over when I take it.
0: For me, Cardio Miracle is my future insurance policy for a great life and pushing life like I've always done and feeling great while I'm doing it. Being on Cardio Miracle has created a pathway for me to be normal, to be healthy. I really
6: feel like like Cardio Miracle has extended my husband's life. It's been
7: amazing.
0: For me as a doctor, Cardio Miracle is a staple. I have seen Cardio Miracle improve the lives of many of my
8: patients with many different types of chronic conditions.
2: This is something that's actually made a huge difference. And it's staying that way. It's not just a, a fluke. It's real.
9: Cardio Miracle is one of the best things
10: that ever happened to me because when I was searching, I was able to find it.
11: Cardio Miracle for me has really been a blessing in my life. It's just been a a special experience for me to be able to have Cardio Miracle.
9: So basically for a 97 year old, I think that I uh, feel a little more like maybe 87.
10: (laughs) Cardio Miracle's made it so that I can I I can live day to day without drama and trauma. If you want to know how important Cardio Miracle is to me, I've got my family on You know, I don't know anything more powerful than to say I have my own family doing this.
4: You know, we want to live our best lives, so I'm doing what I can, and Cardio Miracle is one of the best tools I have on a daily basis.
0: Adding Cardio Miracle, it's like a secret weapon to your health. Everyone should use Cardio Miracle.
3: Cardio Miracle will always be a part of my life. Cardio Miracle for me and my husband has has saved our life, literally. I am so in love with this. I want everybody to know because if we don't feel healthy, we can't help other people.
12: Cardio Miracle gives me the boost that I need to tackle all the tasks that I have every single day.
9: It was indeed a difference maker when I got on the Cardio Miracle.
0: I'm achieving things
9: I couldn't do even when I was younger.
2: Cardio Miracle for us, for me, for my family was a lifesaver.
0: Cardio Miracle for me and my family had been, it's just, it's been a miracle. I wouldn't even be functioning without Cardio Miracle. I know for a fact.
1: And so I
3: say thank you Cardio Miracle. That's That's one of those miracles in my life that I'm grateful for. We will never be without Cardio Miracle. Cardio
8: Miracle to me is hope in a glass. When you create nitric oxide,
10: you are igniting the spark of life in the cell. It is the miracle molecule. That's why we call this Cardio Miracle, because of nitric oxide and what it can do for the whole body.
1: Casting live and live to Patriot Control America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show. The chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm.
12: I know why you're here, Neil. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep. Why you live alone and why night after night you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when he found me, he told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us, near. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question, just as I did.
1: Of true conspiracy, true conspiracy number fifty-two. Fifty-two, wow, made it at fifty-two. Doing
5: it for a year now. Yes, look at that. Uh, is it a one-year anniversary? I, it, I mean, we missed a couple weeks, but yeah. Well, in
1: a couple weeks, it'll be a one-year
5: anniversary. No, no, I mean like it, we're we're technically past the one-year anniversary because. We started a little more than a year ago, but this is the 52nd True Spiracy. So,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. True Spiracy 52. Fun times. And we get to talk about Mm -hmm. uh, a topic I know nothing about. You have uh, been waiting to get to the Noah laws.
5: Well, sort of. So, and y'all know normally I plan True Spiracies, but Mick chooses the music. Mick chooses all the music.
1: Mm hmm. And Not all of it. You chose all the music yesterday.
5: I, well, okay, so free, but Freedom Gardens is entirely mine. So correct. Um,
1: I have nothing to do with Freedom. Wear. Yeah, but uh, except you use my equipment for Freedom.
5: <laughs> Our equipment, <laughs> which yours my is mine, equipment. babe. <laughs> so, um, I I chose the opening song today though because.
1: You always choose the opening song for True Spiracy. I never choose it. And I always, I always give you the option to nullify my choice. Well, that's true. You do.
5: You do. I always do because I've always
1: given you True Spiracy too, because I said, okay, you do the opening then for True Spiracy. If you don't like my music choices, then
5: you do It's not that. I I love your music choices because I hate choosing music, but I will say that, um, that song has been running through my head. It's just kept running through my head all day, which rarely happens with me. Like I never have songs running through my head. Like it, just doesn't happen. But the other day, uh last Tuesday, I was doing my regular work around the garden and whatnot, and uh, you know, brought the kids to school and took the dogs for a walk and let the chickens out and then went to go work in the garden. And I turned on Lyanna Show. I thought I turned on Lyanna Show. I opened up Pilled, I went to a Show. I clicked the button for Liana's show. It was live. It was spinning with her picture on it, you know, and up popped this, um, this interview. And, you know, of course, Liana is a, as she calls it a, a, a content curator. So she's usually playing other people's interviews. So, and right away it, it like really, I think you were, you might've come home at one point during it because the guy that was being interviewed, his name was Steve Bunnen, or Bannon. And I was like, oh, that's like Israel's Steve Bannon. The names are so close. But what he said completely blew me away. And that's really hard to do. Not that anything he said shocked me. It's just that I hadn't heard it said before, but I, I already knew it, if that makes sense. And, um, And then when his interview finished, all the audio went off. And I went in the chat and I was like, Liana. And I scrolled down and I saw her on the bottom. Like she was watching it. And I was like, Liana, no audio. And I, wait, maybe it was my phone. And so I backed out of the show and I went back in, like I closed Pilled Entirely. And I went back in and I clicked on her show again. And she was in the middle of something entirely different.
1: No, no, I was listening to her show. And it was different. And no, no, no. I'd been listening the whole time. And then you started talking about something in the chat and everybody started talking about it. So then I had to stop what I was doing at work, go and look at it in the chat and be like, what the fuck is this crazy bitch talking? And then I saw it and I was like, what are you talking about? Because she didn't do anything like that. exactly. So
5: I clicked on Liana's show. And this other interview popped up, but I was in Liana's chat.
1: But somebody found it for you, right? Because yeah, Inter- you reached out. Yeah, Ener- during...
5: Matrix. So I put a post up on Pilt and I was like, hey, did anyone see this somewhere else? Like, did I click on the wrong channel or something? And EnergyOmatrix said it sounds like Frequency Wars. There's actually something called Raise the Frequency, which is like a subset of Frequency Wars. He does it every Tuesday. Uh, Tim. Tim Ray and Shannon McVeigh. Anyway and yeah, and it wasn't Liana. So, um, Oh, uh, this, the bruise that is for my countertop fall. That's, that's the same bruise. It's just turning all kinds of fun colors. Look,
6: look, I, I don't,
1: I, I don't, I don't approve of people who hit their wives. I don't hit my wife. If she's got bruises on her, it's because of her and Seamus. It Huge, has nothing to do with me, folks. James. I my hands go everywhere, but through my wife. Seamus beats me. <laughs> now, if my dog kicks my wife's ass, that's He's not, not on dog. me. It's got nothing he to do. Just with Just
5: weighs more than I do at this point.
1: I'm just saying it has nothing to do with me.
5: <sighs> oh, anyway, so but it was the weirdest thing because I I, I, I mean I was I, I was literally in Lyanna's chat watching Liana's show but it wasn't Liana's show and it was the most probably one of the most impactful and and mind you I have not gone back and watched it since when we watch it today it's going to be just you know the first time since I saw it then um because I want you all to share it with me with us and you haven't watched it at all and it's not even available up on Pilled. Like I tried to get it on Pilled and it just spun and spun and said like contact not available. I had to go to their website and find it and I couldn't even download it. We're going to be playing it directly off their website. So, um, so anyway, so, but it, it sent me down a rabbit hole and I really debated if I opened with the interview or kind of do some backstory first, specifically into the Noahide laws. Cause I, hadn't really heard of them i had no idea what they were
1: no i i, I say we start where you started at p giving us the can congratulations thank you okay all right i say we start where you started at because if we all start at the same plane and learn the same way we will understand the same thing i gotcha i okay. understand yeah no i gotcha i can i gotcha
5: i i i can appreciate that Um, that's why I said I was debating. That's why I even brought it up because I wanted your input on it. So this
1: is where I... So I say we all start at this. Does anybody disagree? Real quick, stop. We'll leave it up to you guys. Does anybody disagree? I mean, if anybody disagrees, you know, open your mouth right now. Um, If not, let's all learn the same way. Let's see what it says. Let's start out with what she heard first and then... Go back and find out all about it.
5: Yeah. Okay. I agree.
1: This is going to flip my lid according to Geometrics. So Matrix. And been awake and Tammy, forever. Thank Tammy, you. Tammy, for- it's so good to see you. You're over on the Pilt side. Yeah, you know that, you love it. right?
5: Uh, been awake forever. Thank you so much for that comment about yesterday's show. That was um, that was that's that's kind of a big deal for me, to be I honest.
1: I did not watch it. He so. has not. <laughs> Nope, I was not watching it. The only thing he said
5: to me was, is everybody going to hate me tomorrow?
1: I said, of course not. I was waiting to hear it. Probably. (laughs) You were a bit of an ass. I was. Yeah, it was ways ago. I mean, come on. I didn't detail that so much. I glossed over that. One of the things uh, I uh, have been learning a lot of, which is really making me laugh, but um, a lot of these guys that we all listen to, like... uh, uh like who justin was listening to fucking um what's his name we play him all the time god we need you now um struggle jenny struggle jenny Mm -hmm. it's really funny i went out went back and looked to find out just to because i was interested because i had heard something about this and i'd heard (laughs) that he had done some time in prison so i was very interested to find out what he was in prison for y'all know what struggle Jennings was in prison for no attempted murder really yeah what happened apparently he got into uh, a fight um, at a bar he was drunk and he beat some dude so bad that literally the guy was on life support pert near him was dead damn because he is not a small man. No, if you see, Struggle Jenny. Yeah, he's a no, big, he's a big guy. fucking dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had no idea. Uh, jelly, whatever, uh, jelly roll. Jelly roll.
5: Yeah.
1: He he's another <clears throat> one. He was in prison, um, mm-hmm. big time prison. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he was a huge thief or something along those lines, and drug addict amongst other things. Yeah. Um, but it was just really funny to hear their stories because not funny, but uh, eye-opening, because you realize where these guys are coming from, and then you hear what they talk about and what they sing about, and um, they're both, like, huge, like, reformed Christians, mm-hmm. both of them, gigantic. A lot, a lot of people find God in prison. Yeah. I was like, wow, I had no idea. Like, uh, he went, I guess, um, Jelly Roll was just at the Grand Old Opry, like, last year, and I was like, holy fuck. Get on him. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, I, the, the, there's... Uh, Tom
5: McDonald has a similar story, although I don't think he went to jail, but he, he sings about his uh, drug addiction and... Reformative life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I,
1: uh, um, yeah, the, the, We're going to talk about something in a bit because, anyway, we'll just talk about it in a bit. Okay. Let's do this first.
5: All right. So we'll start with this. Uh, where I started, this this interview that I... I fell into, and actually our our friend, uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood was on the first part of this particular show, which isn't the part I saw. The part that we're going to watch is exactly where I started it. Um, I've queued it up. Actually, I think I started a little further in, but it's just, it's this guest. So we're going to start from here. Right.
12: <laughs>
9: Welcome back to Raising the Frequency with Tim and Shannon. Top
4: of the morning to you.
9: Um, and I have one of my favorite guests coming on, uh, Stephen Benoon. He's with uh, Israeli News Live. And why I love him so much is because this cat is not only, uh, um, you know, believes Christ, but he is uh, he, he, he is one of the most incredibly um, informed soul of what's going on with with anything going around the world. And he has no boundary where he, we could talk about politics Everything. to ufos to the extraterrestrial agenda to and to me that's open-mindedness and light on your feet so without further ado welcome stephen banon thank you thank you guys for having me on
10: here today
9: <laughs> well you know we needed you yeah there's so much going on right now around the world uh you know you wake up that oh all some americans wake up oh we're in an official war with china and and russia and now iran is uh looks like we're gonna be with iran as well Soon enough, uh, Mexico is. Um, we want to go to war with Mexico because Mexico's siding with these other countries. Um, it just seems like Stephen that either either things are just falling apart, or the or certain things are being orchestrated to make it look like it's falling apart.
10: Well, I would say it's falling apart, but it also is orchestrated to fall apart. That would probably be the better way to put it. And uh, and of course, all these fronts that we're looking at are fronts that we've known for some time. We're going to, we're we're going to manifest. Uh, we're going to have more fronts yet manifesting still yet, Tim. Uh, you know the way the way I understood this from the beginning is that of course we already know we have Russia Ukraine uh, that was going to escalate. Uh, They're anticipating sometime, and and when I say anticipating, this is according to the AI that uh, determines or, or or evaluates what war fronts are going to happen next uh, that the Joint Chiefs use, and. They had figured between October and November that Russia would then strike uh, Germany uh, and possibly the U.K. Initially, they thought it was just going to be the U.K., but once they introduced the leopard tanks into the theater for Ukraine, uh, they knew that Putin will go after uh, Germany. And uh, that will then spark China to go after Taiwan because we will then get involved not to say that we're not already involved. We're very involved in the war in Ukraine. But uh, it would be then more open to the, it be a of the proxy, war. it won't be a proxy war anymore, it'll be a direct war. Exactly. And, and quite frankly, it is a direct war, uh, guys, because what they're not telling you is that, like, for example, when we send in the Hamar's missile systems, and then we send in the crew that says, well, okay, we're gonna train the uh, we're gonna train the uh, the Ukrainians on how to use that particular system. Uh, Not really, that's just what we say. But in reality, we send in our own teams to run these missile systems, and uh, because, quite frankly, Ukrainian soldiers, there's not many left. Uh, Mm. They are, you know, one of the last things that I've heard was that the Ukrainian military was going around in white vans uh, looking for any able-bodied man that could fight. They don't even care if they're underage at this point, as long as they're big enough to fight. Uh, they give them an AK, no grenades or nothing. They take them to the front lines and just drop them off. Oh, my
13: gosh.
10: Yeah, that, that's, that, how oh my that's how bad it is. That's
9: how, that's when Hitler, at the end of the day, they're using the kids and the elderly. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of where they are at this point. So, you know, it's over for that. That, hence why they got to bring the United States in directly to fight their
10: war. And, and, and of course, even the, one thing that was kind of interesting, too, because the uh, the front lines are the, the life expectancy of a frontline soldier is four days. Uh, it is just nothing but a meat grinding factory on the front lines. Well, and so Stephen, this is
9: the sad part about it, but is that they just passed, I think they just passed or they introduced, or they just passed that the draft now can draft females from the United States. And I assume that's what, one of the reasons why they, they pass this draft for females, because they want to send these soldiers over to Ukraine and wherever else the world war is going to be popping up. So, I mean, to me, like, I mean, did you realize that your daughter now can go to war? She can be drafted Mm-mm. to go to war.
4: Mm-mm. I'm going to make sure she's nice and pregnant.
9: <laughs> so is is that, is that, is that not the agenda too? People are, people are, uh, you know, being killed over there, crushed over there, like you said.
10: Well, yeah, and we and we knew that it has been discussed uh, quite a bit about doing the draft here, and of course, like you said, women would be, and they're also looking it up in the age of draft here, all the way up to sixty, like they do in Europe. Uh, and you know, so and, and in they're fact, they're for this, something, Stephen. What are they? Pre- they're prepared yeah. for something big. Well, they're actually what they're doing is they're lowering the lowering the population because the wars now are fought much different than what conventional wars were fought many years ago. Uh, when you're on those front lines, you've got these two big uh superpowers there that are sim- simply lo- lobbying massive bombs back and forth that just obliterate soldiers by the hundreds at one given time. And uh, when I say superpowers, I mean exactly that. I'm not talking about Ukraine. We're the ones that are in that direct confrontation with right. Russia already. Even all the attacks that are happening inside behind enemy lines, so to speak. Uh, inside of Russia are conducted by our Navy SEAL teams. Uh, This is not Ukraine that is doing that. We are on the ground inside of Russia carrying out these uh, sabotage attacks. Uh, Ukraine does not have that capability. Uh, You know, now, granted, could they say it's Ukraine? Uh, because maybe they send one soldier in there that's in training with Navy SEALs? Yes, then they could say that, but in reality, it's not them. And Putin knows this. This is no—even though, we, we you know, we would keep it from the public, this information uh, as a whole, but it's not that the Russians don't know that. They know that very well what's going on, and this is why the escalation, uh, you know, Putin is held back, but don't you don't want to think though too that Putin is some knight in shining armor and he's there to save the day for the rest of the world. Uh, he's got his agenda as well. Right. I mean, uh, Edward Hudeau, who was the former mayor of uh, Kharkiv, uh, Ukraine, also a former rabbi of the Chabad organization, that came out of that because he knew the agenda was to overthrow. And this was years ago. This is going you're going back before. Putin got into power, uh, Edward Hudeau is flying on an airplane to Israel. Uh, uh, Oh, gosh, I can't think of the name of the guy that he was flying with. It was another another diplomat, uh, but it was a Jewish diplomat. They were flying to Israel to get Israeli help for Ukraine. And they're on the plane coming or coming back after they had the meeting in Israel. And he says, yes, we have a new guy that we're fixing to put in power in Russia. He said, actually, actually, is my cousin, Jewish guy now. So listen to that one. He's my cousin. His name is Vladimir, uh, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> and uh, so he was placed into power. Yeah. And then made, he made it look like he was going to overthrow the Jewish establishment there. But in reality... It was the it was a war between the Chabad organization of Jews and the secular Jews in in Russia, and so what they did is they made it look good for the public that he was throwing the oligarchs, but in reality it was Chabad gaining control of that country, and of course they said they would bring down Ukraine uh, in the future, uh, and so everything. So so the thing is is when I say that I don't want to get too long into that, but Putin was is basically playing his part. Yeah. Uh, to do what he's doing right now. And ultimately, what they want to do is to break the back of the United States in this mm-hmm. war uh, by hitting us with a nuke. And if they don't lob the nuke at us, we've already got some uh, dirty ones planted that they can detonate anyway. Well, it's a bait and switch, like
9: you said, with Putin. and But you, know, you, you hear about China, you hear about Russia, you hear about United States, but you never hear about Israel, or at least Rothschilds, and the ones kind of pulling the strings with like the Putin and the rest of them. Um, why is that? Why are we not here in the role? Because right now, to my understanding, Israel's in this own civil war going on, reference to people in the streets because of, of Netanyahu. But because most of the Jewish people there have no idea what's going on either. It's like no one in the United States, we have no idea what's going on with our country. It's like this it, it's, it's outside uh, elite battle going on and using us as pawns and no one knows whether you're a Jew or not or, or a Gentile, whatever. We're all being used and these people are positioning themselves as cabal into this world domination, and maybe explain that. Why don't we hear about what's going on?
10: Well, probably the reason why you don't hear about what's going on is they like to lay in the limelight. Uh, as you know, Tim, as we've discussed before, you have different levels. Uh, you know, a president of any nation of the world is what they call level three, level one being the low where the level ones down here, but the level three, which the president does make it very high up the, the, the totem pole. Um, But then you get level four and five. Four and five is going to be George Soros, Henry Kissinger, uh, people like that. They control those global leaders. Um, They're the ones that pull the strings. Normally there's a group of men that will control a particular president or, or, or prime minister, whatever the case may be in other countries. In our country, there are five. There are five men that control the president of the United States. One of those men is George Soros. I know that. I've never been told the other four, but I was told that I probably wouldn't even know their names if I was even told. Uh, then you have your Rothschilds. Your Rothschilds are up on the seventh level uh, that you have in in, the, in that particular uh, group of people there. So, and then beyond that, you have. Um, that's when you get, uh, to, then you get into what interdimensional beings, extraterrestrials. Yeah. Can we, can yeah. we right. just, just
4: for my own knowledge, did Soros control Trump?
10: Yes. Yeah.
4: So I thought Trump was Trump and Putin buddies. Are they in bed together?
10: They're all working for the same it, people. I mean, they are friends. It's not to say that they're not. Uh, and there again, now, this is an interesting aspect to this. Even though, like, for example, you see hillary and 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 Trump battle it out when they're in the in the election, or mm-hmm. in the case right. of Biden mm-hmm. and Trump, they're battling it out. There really is a real battle going on between them for power, uh, even though they're going to be controlled by the same puppet masters above them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still fight it out because they want to control and try to influence policy. Uh, they say normally it takes a president two years to get the, to get into the really the ropes of what he's doing. And once they've learned everything, got things worked out, then they spend the next two years trying to pass policies for their buddies that own the big corporations and things okay. like that. Um, so really, in reality, are they working for the people? A little tiny bit, but it's mainly to get the buddies taken care of. And that's why they get in power. And that's why there's so much pull for a president and so much money poured into an election bring one president on or the other one on because at the end of the day they really know they just want their agendas all uh taken care of once that guy gets in power but they also know though that there is a control mechanism above them that's going to tell them what they have to do
9: you know but but ultimately you got to get past like the different races or religions and all this stuff and even like the noahide laws i believe that's all extraterrestrial created too as well Eventually, you're gonna you're gonna see an extraterrestrial, you want to say demonic or satanic, whatever it okay. is. You're gonna see that a- a agenda, and it's gonna get played out through Project Bluebeam. I'm sure you you can talk to that. But but why? So if we know these are all puppet masters, and this war is being orchestrated, but real war. I mean, real people are gonna die, and real mm-hmm. and you know, like I said, real battles going on between Trump and Biden for power controls. But it seems like the uh, the citizens of the world are all left. You know, to fight each other and divide and divide and fighting each other, we can't stop it. Is there any way we can stop these puppet masters and put them in their put them in put them in their place? They need to be at any point at this point. I mean, what's your thoughts on really getting to the cutting the head of the snake off?
10: You know, it would seem to me that probably one of the few ways that people could have any kind of leverage is one to wake up to what the system really is. Uh, not even participate in their system. But then again, if you didn't participate, uh, because you have to remember, they just they give you two people to choose from. Uh, you know, we want to think that it's us. And in reality, in, in one way, yes, your vote does count, but in another way, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. If they need to rig that election to make sure it goes in favor of the other candidate, they're going to do that. Uh, but at the same time, They're trying to influence you through mass media so that you will vote in the direction that they want you to to, to go into. So the true reality of it is it would really take a mass awakening of the people to realize that this is just a a charade that we're in, uh, and we've got to quit playing that charade. And then how do you then change that global structure? Boy, that's a tough one to even figure out because you are dealing with demonic entities that are that are above them that are controlling this as well. Uh, so, it, it, I wouldn't even begin to know where or how that you could finally break it, other than first waking up to what's going on.
9: And, and maybe that's the answer there, Stephen. Is that because once we wake up to the real game being played, you you, one, you, you fall out of this. Good cop, bad cop routine with Trump. Like the most of the patriots need to wake up that Trump's working for the for these guys and you know, he's been working from from day one and setting everybody up. Once they wake out of that, they realize this is what's going on. Perhaps then they could say, you know what, I'm not apply to that. But well, one of the things that that's happening right now, which I think is critical, is they if they're bringing in this legislation and the Noahide laws, uh, which is basically trying to be rolled out. It's it's accepted in almost every government right now. And this is going to be the new kind of hands-made tale going to this far extreme right. Maybe you could share the last words on that of how we need to avoid from going from extreme left, which they created created that environment, so then we swing to this extreme right and, and how we can maybe not fall for that trap.
10: Exactly. Yeah, because the next, as you said, Tim, the next step is going to be the seven Noah Hyde laws. And uh, every time we ever speak about that, we catch a lot of backlash uh, for even bringing it up, but uh, but in reality, those seven Noahide laws uh, will be carried out. In fact, you you have to kind of tie this in with Netanyahu's current moves that he's making in Israel. Even though he is now calling back uh, that he's not going to push for the political reforms right now inside of Israel, uh, that's temporary. Put, he's putting, already putting Christians in jail, right? Right. He's already he's already. Uh, well, even even their whole agenda. If you look at what's going on right now in Israel, the, the, the violence has gotten so much from the protest uh that and, and, and so much backlash he's catching from doing the reforms that he's making, because they were ready to go forward with more reforms that he said he's going to halt them uh right now. Now, in reality though, what people don't know is that Netanyahu had signed a document for Ben Gavir, the Twice convicted felon that is now head of the uh, national security of Israel uh, has already given him a, or or nothing else, signed legislation to give him a militia to be able to deal with this situation. So it looks to us that it's only going to be about a month away before he's going to reintroduce this again, restart this back up, but with Gavir having more power to be able to crush the protest. Um, Now, I've always said, you're not going to stop this right-wing government from implementing these laws into power because in reality, uh, the way that the way that, that that it is believed in Israel, is Isaiah 52, where Israel, the law comes out of Jerusalem. They believe that this has not been fulfilled. I believe it was fulfilled through Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, the law of love. Right, right. Uh, they believe it's that law of Talmudic law. They believe it's the 613, as they call them, mitzvot or laws for the Jews and the seven Noahide laws for the Gentiles, which have more than 100 sub laws. Uh, People like uh, Tovia Singer bring that out. Uh, Many other rabbis bring it out. Uh, People like Rabbi Mizrahi, very well-known Israeli rabbi, lives in New York, teaches globally. That says that 2 billion Christians need to die according to uh, Talmudic law. He's citing Noahide laws, he said, because they're idolaters. Many other voices are joining this. So once they get that power and they finally get Israel under control, and I've already been told from Washington that Israel will be the head of the New World Order. And they get that control. They'll then say the law comes out of, out of Jerusalem, which, by the way, all these global wars that are, going, or that are going on right now, that they're igniting around the world, they wanted war, they wanted famine, and they wanted um, uh, disease, all three, to really get up, really going, so that when everything begins to collapse and nations begin to collapse and the economy begins to collapse. Israel, at the end of the day, is going to have a Messiah figure come out and they're going to say, we have the answer. And, of course, their answer is Israel's in power, the Noahide laws. And, of course, those Noahide laws, will uh, the, the violation is beheading. Mm-hmm. So, so if you believe in and, Christ, you get your head be, you you get know, your cut You know, what cut off. kind
4: of God is yeah. that? That's what I want to know. What kind of God wants you to murder? The devil. and can, Exactly. Exactly. So if anything, if you are maybe Jewish that does not believe that Christ is God, doesn't that make you want to believe in Christ even more? If you're hearing this kind of war attack on, on Christianity,
10: deception and manipulation. Here's the beauty of it though. Right. I mean, you've got, it's still a minority of Jews that believe that way. It's the majority of Jewish people. They just want to live in peace with everybody. They're not interested in all this nonsense. They're not into the, that's why you see so many Jewish people protesting in the streets, but they're going to shut them down one way or the other because they feel that this has got to happen. The sad part is, though, guys, is that, look, right now you've got you've got the, the evangelical community that is still sounding the trumpets for Netanyahu that he's got to do this in order to get rid of that secular government there because that secular court, the Supreme Court, is the one that keeps all the right from being able to get their policies into place. Well, look how crazy the policies that are being introduced are in the first place. Right.
9: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, so, and and that's yeah. what that's what the protests are because they're they just basically are bypassing the judicial system now. Do you feel like in, that's
4: Revelation, the Book of Revelation, literally? Because they do talk about beheading in the Book of Revelation. So, do you think that we are legit living in those times right now, or on our way? Oh,
10: they're man made. I think we're definitely on our way. And I and see, here's what here's where people kind of get it mixed up. They're they're looking at this and they say, well, that's Gog of Magog. That's at the end of the thousand years. You're at the end of that thousand years. and it's not a thousand years singular. That Greek term that is used there is an unspecified amount of time and it, it's more than thousand years is what it is. And Jesus had already told the Christians He said that you know that you know that you are ruling and reigning with him. So we you basically worry. your rule and reign has been over the principalities of darkness yes. for the last two thousand years. But now Gog is about to be released. And uh, interestingly enough, the word synagogue is to gather. And, you know, if you really look at the way the word is written there, it's like gathering Gog. Mm. So what really is Gog of Magog? Uh, a war there. What is happening? And Jesus, what did he say? He said, they persecuted me. You know, they're going to persecute you. Yeah. And uh, and he even said that they would do it in their synagogues. Right. So You know, so, I mean, and that's sad because, like I said, many Jewish people are not like that in the first place. Uh, And just like with the Christians, Christians would never want any kind of evil to happen to the Jewish people at all. But yet at the same time, what's what's taking place is that the Christian community is not recognizing that they're supporting, or I should say, I mean, I'm not against people supporting Jewish people and wanting to help the Jewish people. I, I applaud that, Okay. But at the same token, don't forget about the Palestinians over there too. I mean, fifty percent of them are crypto Jews and are hated by Israel, hated by them. And yet they are the families that have been there since the days of the Romans. And uh, and 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 then uh, and then again. If you stand with the Jewish people, don't stand with this crazy nonsense that wants to behead people and bring about. There's the extremists
4: in every camp. Well, well there's exactly. bad seeds legit well, everywhere.
9: Look, look, look. But at it's it, a yeah. small number. Yes, look at the United States. The United States has been ran by a small number of, of satanists look at these, or look of at satanists the, look at who are or are, are, are representing us, and they're not representing us. Same yeah. thing with Israel.
4: Or the crazy Christians so, so that we, literally say you're going to go to hell.
9: Yes, or, you know yes, exactly. Everything. You know, it's
3: just it's terrible. So we
9: got to stop. Everywhere. Be, we got to stop being extreme and uh, you know what what i I know we got to get going here Stephen. but i just want to say that people need to hear this perspective whether they believe it's true or not they're not getting it in mainstream media they're not getting in alternative media they're not even getting in most truth media and and if this is the game plan being played people have to wake up to this and say no jew gentile christian but muslim Black, white—we gotta say no to this overall, this overall world new, new world order of these no-hide laws because we gotta have our freedom of speech to be able to share and protect whatever we believe in, and whatever religion and whatever we believe in, no matter what you do. Right, Stephen? Thank you so much, guys. Check out Israeli News Live. You get probably the most accurate information out there. What's really going on? Uh, I strongly recommend you get on there right away. I think we should go to break because we only have ten (sighs) minutes.
5: Okay. All right, put it back on.
1: Holy fucking shit. (laughs) Holy
5: shit. So did that blow your mind a little bit? No, it pissed me off. Well,
1: it should piss you off. Fuck. uh, That's what they're bringing. Okay, first of all, nobody talks about it, huh? Nobody talks about it, huh? What? That's what they said. That's what they just said. No, no, nobody talks about any of this. None of this. They don't talk anything. Nobody, not even the alt media. Nobody talks about it, huh? Well, we have talk you about ever it, listened to one of our shows? Obviously you fucking not, fucking morons. Anyway, but first of all, Nick's going on a rant. I I don't even know where to begin. I I'm I'm so angry with what I just heard. I I don't even know where to begin. Why I don't, are you angry? With how, how did you?
5: Even why are you angry with it? You took it as he was at at, like promoting Noahide law, but he was trying to tell everyone how bad it was.
1: I it wasn't that he was trying to promote Noahide laws, first of all. I'm not sure if you're aware, but I know at least two of them are Jews. I, I don't know about the guy, I didn't see any outward symbols, but she was wearing the star David. He obviously, when he tipped his head, I saw the yarmulke. All right.
5: He lives in Israel, but he's I, a Christian.
1: I, I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's fine. Yeah. But when he started talking about the Noahide laws, and first of all, we we all know. Most if you're don't, here, most people don't you're know here, what the Noahide
5: laws are. We've if, never talked about it before. If,
1: if you are here still listening to us, you have already done what we've done. You've questioned Trump. Mm -hmm. You've questioned what you've heard. You've questioned what you've seen. You've questioned what he's done. And we don't shy away from it. Mm -hmm. We're not scared to say, no, we've questioned Donald Trump. We bring the question to the forefront because if we're going to support him, we all need to be on the same sheet of music. And I think we all need to be talking about it at the same time. How he laid out the levels. We're level one.
5: Correct. Presidents are level threes. Correct. George Soros is level five. Fives. Right. Control the by
1: sevens. Sevens. And, and then
5: above that is the interdimensional beings. Correct. The interdimensional creatures. Yes.
1: The reverse pyramid. Yes. It's the reverse pyramid. So I've
5: never heard anyone except for us talk about
1: that before. Well, there's but think about it. It it is, it, it really is. It's
5: CLB, we're gonna get to we're gonna get give, to the Noahide laws. Don't you worry. Give, give we're, we're gonna Please. go through
1: all there, of it. There's an actual explanation for this, okay? All right. It, we heard about it in the Bible, for instance. Okay. Think about it. Think about the way.
5: Leanne, I can't see the wings when they're black.
1: Okay. So, there's the plane. As is above, will be below. Mm-hmm. Points touch in the middle. Okay. Points above, points below. Think about it. In every country, where do you go to? You always come to what? One person. Everywhere you go, one company, you have what? One person making the decision. You have the CEO, the owner making the decision. You come to one person. Why? Because that's the way God taught us it works. You go high enough, it's one person. You go all the way to the top, we know it's God. Well, what's the reverse of God? Because as it is above, it will be below. Mm -hmm. So if it's a reverse pyramid above, and it's a regular pyramid on the bottom, who's above God? What's above that? Because that suggests that there's more above.
6: Mm.
5: God's above God's. Getting to the primary source. That's why we talk about the Elohim that put themselves as gods, but they weren't really. They were created by God. Makes he you created wonder. Created us. Makes you wonder. Right. Exactly.
1: But Noahide is not the way we do this. No, but that's the way they're pushing it. Noahide is another excuse to persecute. All Noahide was, was an excuse to persecute Christians under Jewish law. That's all (laughs) Noahide was. It was seven laws, like he said, seven laws. Each law contained about a hundred sub laws that as a Gentile, if you did it, 90% of the people that were convicted under the Noahide laws were stoned to death. Just to give you an idea. You know, the
5: Noahide laws were signed into law in our country in 1991 by George H.W. Bush.
1: I will give you a clue with one of the big ones, all right? Because they didn't get one of these stoning options from the Jews. They didn't get it from the Muslims. They didn't get it from anybody else in the area. They got this from the Romans. The way they punish you when they stone you to death is they bury you to your neck in the ground.
5: Mm, We've seen that in movies.
1: And then they stone your head and they kill you that way. So just to give you an idea, that's the loving Israelis. That's how great they are as a people. And that if that gets signed into law, that means any Gentile in Jerusalem or anywhere in Israel can be punished under those laws if you violate any of those laws and they are literally ridiculous you can't for instance you can't walk in front of a jewish man or a woman how is that possible seriously how is that possible in israel how is it possible for you to not walk in front of a jewish man or a jewish woman when you guys can figure that out, then you'll understand why it's so fucking absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. and stupid. Okay. Because that's exactly what it is.
5: <clears throat> so anyway, so I didn't, I'm not, I was not familiar with the Noah Head Loss. So I started looking, started researching. And, uh, so one of the ones that I found was, uh, a, a what's up prof episode from two years ago, beginning of the pandemic, mind you. Mm. Mm. Okay interesting we listened to it this morning we listened yeah. to the whole thing and they're talking about a german document from and now this is just the preface because we're not going to listen to the whole hour-long podcast here we're just going to listen to that the part that pertains to the noahide laws but in the first part they're talking about a german document from 10 years prior that lays out everything that happened that is going to happen right talking about the pandemic lasting three years, like talking about a, a coronavirus pandemic, talking about it lasting three years, talking about mandates, forced inoculations, all all of this.
1: So get this. This guess was what the, two
5: years ago. Everything he said has come true.
1: Guess what the name on the document was? Hmm. Fechner. Mm-hmm. Fechner was the name on the document and had the same emblem as Pfizer. Yep. How crazy is that?
5: And then, um, but the only thing that they, that, was incorrect to date was the number of deaths that they anticipated from the virus. In Germany alone they anticipated seven million deaths from the virus but I think they meant seven million deaths from the inoculations and not the virus because hmm. I think that'll be probably the end number. But at the end of it, he talks about the end of this podcast. He, he talks about the Noahide laws. Okay. And I've been watching What's Up Prof for off and on for a solid two or three years, but I missed this one. Um, So uh, it was very interesting to go back and listen to the whole thing and see how it pertains and how relevant it was to what has happened in the last three years. And then to go right into the Noahide laws after that. So again, this is from two years ago. If you want to go ahead and play it, I have it queued up from where to the start.
1: You would freak out. You and I both, Leo. That's why I just can't. It, it, that was, you know, you, you want to talk about something crazy really quick. Hmm. The, uh, you remember all the videos that we saw of the guys, like right before they were getting beheaded, supposedly, and they were perfectly calm like um i that wouldn't be me no nope 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 i i don't understand that i can't figure that one out nope i tell you what i'd be biting every single one of them motherfuckers they wouldn't be able to get near me without somebody losing a finger or a digit until they knocked me unconscious but that would be the only way they were going to get near me i never understood that and then you watch like you know i i just don't understand it i i can't i i could not be stoned like that yeah that would not you would i would fight i would do everything but be buried okay dirt would go everywhere but in the hole promise mm. i'd be like yeah fuck you motherfuckers watch this you would have to knock me out and then bury my ass
8: and i said well you better pray that it stays that way And just one year later, the shelves are empty. Now, I'm not being a a fear-monger, but if this is a reality, then I believe that we could be very close to the time that we have been waiting for, and it's not going to be a pleasant time. It's going to be a hard time. And as anarchy increases and as laws are enacted, that... uh, enforce the new status quo, then we will see major changes in the world. Now, already the governments have announced that they have uh, released the military to take care of some of these issues. Certain personnel will be empowered to enforce these laws. Already in France, if you are On the street, after a certain time, you will be fined. Yes. And these laws will become more and more stringent. Hasn't Donald Trump released the National Guard? Yes.
7: thousand troops in six states in response to coronavirus.
8: And national states of emergency have been declared in various countries already. Now, the next move after a state of emergency is martial law. Yes. Now, what if martial law is applied? Because the interesting thing about martial law is it overrides the law of the land. Yes. That means that if martial law is declared, then the constitutions are no longer valid. Now, there's another point which we need to discuss, which is absolutely fascinating. And uh, that is the Noahide laws. Now, Noahide laws are Kabbalistic laws. They come from the Kabbal. So Kabbal is Jewish mysticism and from Jewish rabbis. And according to this philosophy, which you don't find in the Bible, by the way, you find it in the Talmud. And if you read the Talmud, then uh, you're reading a fascinating document which might have elements of the Bible in it, but their own interpretation, of course, is very different. Mm -hmm. For example, if you read about Jesus Christ in the Talmud, then uh, your hair will stand on edge. No offense, not yours, but... (laughs) (laughs) But that is that is the scenario now what are Noahide laws according to this philosophy these laws were given originally to uh, Adam and Eve and then of course when that first population disappeared uh, it was given to the antediluvians or to the to the post-Diluvians, which would then be Noah. Noah. And so now they're called Noahide laws, and they precede Sinai, according to this philosophy. And therefore, they are applicable not to one people, like the Jews, for example, but applicable to all All of humanity. humanity. Mm -hmm. And uh, you would think that these Noahide laws would be, uh, you know, just part of the Jewish philosophy. No, no, no. They're supposed to be, the very name, Noahite, says that they are applicable to all of humanity. Now, those people that are interested in the New World Order, they say that these laws must be applied to every nation. It must become a universal law. Now, there are seven Noahite laws, and we don't have to go into detail about what they say. But the first one says, do not profane God's oneness in any way. And that's a very fascinating law because Mm -hmm. uh, do not profane God's oneness in any way. So this affects largely the monotheistic religions. And you know that the Pope had this meeting about monotheistic religions coming together to work together. And we spoke about that last yes. time about how the, the Abrahamic faiths, the uh, Abrahamic faith religion, etc., etc., etc. Now it's interesting that uh, everybody must adhere to these Noahide laws. Do not curse your Creator. So there's a religious element in these laws, right? Do not murder. Do not eat the limb of a living animal. This law was apparently added later, although Adam and Eve apparently only received 6 laws. Okay. But this one was added after the flood. F- yes. So you have to respect God's creatures. So there's a, there are environmental laws if you break this down yes. further. So the environment will be very important. Do we have those issues today? Mm-hmm. Do not steal. That's an interesting law to me because in Rerum Novarum, the papal encyclical, it says that if you have need, you may uh, <laughs> it's augment your need out of the riches of others, which to my knowledge is called stealing, stealing but nevertheless. You're not supposed to steal in this perfect world, mm. which will be the new society of humanity, and then harness and channel the human libido, Now that's interesting, because what does that actually mean? It means that incest, adultery, rape, and homosexual relations are forbidden. Now, um, out of these, only two at the moment are still forbidden, which is incest and rape. Nobody there's no law against adultery. There used to be laws against adultery, but they're gone. And uh, rape is still a problem. Homosexuality, of course, is not a problem. So would these return with a vengeance? And then seven, establish courts of law and ensure justice in our world. Uh, to the point, of course, where if you transgress the Noahide laws, there is the possibility of Uh, The death penalty. Capital punishment. Capital punishment, correct. Now, are these just hypothetical laws? Mm. If they were, uh, it would be interesting, particularly the first one. Do not profane God's oneness in any way. Now, the Talmud is a document that has some very, very negative things to say about Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. And one of the things that the the Talmud and uh, the Jews and the Bible even had against Jesus is that he claimed that he and his father were one.
7: Yes.
8: And they picked up stones to stone him because you are saying that you are equal with God, right? Mm. So anybody, basically, if you analyze it, who says that Jesus Christ is God and Lord could come into conflict with the Noahide laws, Now, are they only hypothetical? And the answer is, no, no. they are not. Because George Bush Sr., he made that famous speech about a new world order where all the nations, you know, work together yes. and come together, and that this is now a distinct possibility. He actually enacted as law the Noahide laws in 1991. Correct. Is there a web page to that? Got a web page
7: to, a that? to that? We've got, actually, you can go to the Congress.gov webpage. So that's the official government uh, web. Official government webpage, and then on that is the whole section that they've entered as
8: a law. So the Noahide laws are already on the books in the United States of America. America. Now, of course, they were never enacted because, as they are written, they would be against the Constitution. Correct. Which uh, permits you to worship in whatever way that you deem, according to your conscience, is necessary, right? Yes. But What if the Constitution is suspended under martial law? Then the Noahide law would be active. Yes. That's interesting. Very interesting. What about Europe? One of the previous presidents of Europe, Van Rompuy, who, by the way, was highly acclaimed by the Jesuits as one of their men. What did he say?
7: Uh, That he seeks greater dissemination of the universal values known as the Noahide Laws. And then also he goes on to say that Major General Michael Jeffrey, uh, Governor General of Australia lamenting family breakdowns and drug and alcohol abuse in modern society in a 2008 letter, wrote that he believed that observing the fundamental values of the Noahide laws can be an antidote to such ills of society.
8: So the Noahide laws are already law in the United States. Yes. They're just not active because of the Constitution. But they're already there. I find that fascinating. And by a man who said that he is for this new world order. Now and,
7: and it's called Education Day, that law.
8: Aha. Uh-huh. So it's called Education Day, and the Pope wants to bring together a meeting on education. Yes. So all of this is beginning to come together. Now, according to my Bible, the little horn of Daniel chapter seven is the papacy. That's how Protestants have seen it throughout their history. And because the criteria fit 100%, it cannot change. Yes. And if he is the little horn, if he is the Antichrist, then he has an agenda which is determined to dethrone Jesus Christ from the throne. And in this time of crisis, and it's fascinating to me that this document that we read said three years, because that is the counter-reformation theology on the reign of the Antichrist, Mm. which will take place between three and three and a half years, right? Yes. So do we have the table laid for the final events to take place on this earth? I think, yes, I think, yes, it's a great possibility. It is possible that it might fizzle out in two or three or four months and business as usual, then it was a practice run. Yes. Or maybe even a genuine occurrence. We do not know. Time will tell. But if this is the real thing, then we could be now in the little time of trouble. Yes. And according to the prophetic scenario, it will escalate and escalate and escalate until there comes a direct clash between God's law and man's law. And we know that the papal system is deeply involved in all of this. You can just see it in the preparations done by Jesuit theater, which is called Hollywood, Hollywood, for example, and in the philosophies. Uh, that are espoused by these individuals. So I would like to say that God's people should now stand up. This is the time to bring the loud cry message. This is the time not to be silent. This is the time to speak. By every possible means, we have to warn the world Because when this comes to its final analysis and the mark of the beast is implemented, then we will go into the big time of trouble and the plagues will fall and it will be too late to reach those that we want to reach. I believe God in his mercy is permitting all of this and if it is the final play in the prophetic outline, then he is permitting it so that people can wake up and people can either go with the stream or they can follow the directives of the word of God. As far as I am concerned, and I think as far as you are concerned, the word of God is the standard, not the Talmud, not any other document, not any distortion. I want to know what God said. It's very important that I know what God said. And how do I find out today what God said? Well, it's in his Bible. But I want to know exactly what God said. And perhaps we can talk about that issue in a subsequent discussion. Thank you for listening.
1: Wow. Um
8: <laughs>
1: I, Although I agree with some of what he said at the end there. And that uh, was 2 years ago, mind you. I, I do agree with what he said. Um, we're Almost definitely seen. not there. We're definitely in the big time of trouble. Well, because that was well, 3 Detroit. years ago. That um, was yeah. yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. He said time will tell. Time has told.
1: <laughs> we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're yeah, yeah, right here. Oh, and fuck demons! We're gonna be fighting each other before so, we fight demons.
5: But okay, so how how? Let's think about this. How at this point, because mind
1: you, and, and to be honest, on, they and, they, hold on, they just hold on. A bill Actually, to, stop, stop, to stop, stop, stop to get hold rid on. of COVID before, emergencies. Because I know we have some leftists that listen to us. I, I you did just stand by, stand okay, by, stand by. I'm
5: gonna set up an uh, while you
1: talk. I, I w- want to bring something to the to the your all's attention. Okay, when that guy. And those people were talking that we're going to go way back, right? We're not going way back, right? All right. We're not. We're not. That may be the plan. Though. The Listen, if there is any sort or some sort of a revolution in this country, you can guarantee that the people that will speak the loudest, And the people that carry the biggest guns that go boom, you can guarantee that they are going to echo what I say here. We will go back to the black and white standard version of the Constitution without all the bullshit. If you don't like it, tough shit. That's what the country was built on. We're not going to create some new law. It doesn't make sense to do that. We have a working order of government. We just can't keep adding shit to it. That is the problem. Every time that we add shit to the Constitution, it corrupts the system of government. We can't do that. We just have to abide by what the Constitution said. It allows freedom for everyone. It allows you to live the life in the way you wish, Hmm. period, without someone ruling over you. That is the form of government. If anything, we will end up more centrist than we will anything else. Free speech is free speech. It means what it means. You can say what the fuck you want to say when the fuck you say it. You won't go to jail for it. It means the freedom to practice your religion. How and when you want. You want to worship witches and shit? Fine, go do it. But you're going to do it in your own building away from everybody else. You're not going to indoctrinate children to it. You're not going to do that shit. That shit stops. And no, you don't get protection from the Constitution. The Constitution never said anything about trans people, it said men and women.
5: Actually, originally it only said men. Women was added as an amendment. However,
1: well, that's important because it was added in this amendment.
5: I see. Now, I I agree with what you said. Don't get me wrong. I agree with what you said. If we win. But, and we've been saying they want a war, but I don't don't think they want a full-blown war. I think they want a couple skirmishes. I think, I, I see this, like this bigger plan, this bigger picture, right? So what if, And have you seen The Handmaid's still? I don't think you have. No, but... Hold on, let me finish, because I'm not done. Okay? The bigger plan...
1: We already saw it.
5: Right now, we're so far left, right? And most of the country is freaking out. But say we have a few skirmishes pop up, okay? And say they say that we won. They say that the Republicans won, the Patriots won, whomever it is, but really the same people are still in control and they do swing it hard right in the exact opposite of how hard left it is right now, right? As appeasement or because we've won, but it's not us that's won. It's the same people above playing the same games with us, keeping us divided.
1: Yeah. Again, once again, you're, I understand what you're saying, but you're wrong. Okay. Cause you know, that's not going to happen and you know, we're not going to stop there. And you know what our end state will be and you know what it will be required of us to do that. So no, that's not going to happen, but that's what they want. Well, that's what they're gonna get they' they no I mean look, what I what no, no.
5: I laid out is what they want
1: what you laid out is what happened on January 6th what happened on January 6th is not enough people died what happened on January 6th is not enough sh- not, not enough of us showed up armed however after January 6th we told them hey look that's your one freebie you, you this is what you got we showed up unarmed we were peaceful okay mm-hmm. you have set this down this road now, the next time this happens, the next time that we have to do this, we will be armed. We will take it. And we will have a daily assassination of a leader of our country saying that you're a traitor and we will toss you to your death. And I think that should happen. And I think that should be the crime for every single one of those people. And until that day happens, and until we clear out the swamp, until we empty all of these pieces of shit that have gone there, sold their souls to the devil, and have done nothing for the American people, until that day comes, we are never, ever, ever going to fix our system of government. So we
5: clear out the level twos and threes, and what do we have left? We still have four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine.
1: But you know what? Four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine don't have hmm. their teeth in any one of us because they don't know us from anybody else. And they couldn't mm-hmm. they couldn't come after us if they tried. Well, I'd say nine we, their
5: te- has their teeth in us quite a bit. But we okay.
1: are we are the expelled ones. We are the ones that they don't want to talk about at parties. We're the ones that they're scared of.
5: Maybe. Well, I, I do want to bring this up. I went digging for a picture as we were uh, listening to what a prof there. Because something struck me as he's reading the Noahide laws. Sounded familiar in a way.
1: Yeah, some stones maybe that used to be here in Georgia. The Georgia
5: Guidestones. Weird, huh? Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Uh, some of that, it's just, it sounded very...
1: Familiar.
5: Familiar. Anyway. Weird. So, um. anyway, here's the next clip that I, I found, Um, and this
1: goes a little bit more. What is the point? That's a great point, CLB. It just reduce population size, I guess. What, of the Nelahide Law? <sighs> yeah, for control. the most part. Control. Yeah, control. it's ultimate control. Ultimate control. Because think about it. There's 100 sub-laws for each one of the laws. 107. For each one of the laws, there's 107 sub-laws. All mm-hmm. right. So like everything is pretty much illegal for us and it's only us. It's not Jews. It's just Gentiles. Jews have a different law system altogether. Hmm. It's craziness. It's fucking absolute nuttiness. Anyway, death by firing squad,
4: electrocution or poison gas under a new rule filed by the Trump administration, these methods can now be used to carry out executions for federal death sentences in addition to lethal injection.
9: Very much, very much in favor of the death penalty.
14: We
1: have to bring back the death penalty. They have to pay the ultimate price. Death penalty.
9: Bring it forth. Again, the words death penalty, death penalty, death penalty, death penalty. Penalty from no penalty to death penalty the death penalty the death penalty. It's called the death penalty. Okay
12: When I was in high school coming from a completely non-christian and non-religious family or background I distinctly remember the first time that I decided that the Bible or the New Testament to be more precise precise was definitely not true made up fairy tale, whatever It was one verse, one scripture that to me at the time proved unequivocally that it wasn't written for our time, a prophecy that was impossible to be fulfilled. Here's the verse. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and authority to administer justice was given them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony they bore of Jesus and because of the word of God. No way could guillotines be introduced as a form of execution in the 21st century, right? No way. Ladies and gentlemen, in 2021, like the smartphone or the smartwatch, this is called the smart guillotine. Built by Chanel. You know, the perfume and clothing and accessories brand for the rich. What on earth does a perfume company have to do with chopping people's heads off? I thought I told you that all of this is just the tip of the iceberg I wonder who really owns Chanel well here's their logo and there is an eye in the design and have you seen their drip design how odd welcome to the real world you ready This is from a legislation archive from the Georgia House of Representatives in the 1995-96 Sessions. This is Bill HB 1274 on the death penalty, guillotine provisions. How far along are we into enacting these bills worldwide? I don't know. Maybe they've been enacted already. But I just want to show you that in 1995, the ball was already rolling. Another ball that's rolling are the seven universal Noahide laws. They sound great from the outside, designed so to conceal some terrifying details on the inside. Firstly, they were signed into US law in 1991 by George H.W. Bush by Mar- on March 26. Here's the bill and resolution. It was named Education Day, as you can see in the details of Resolution HJ 104. They are the seven Noahide laws, resolved by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in 1996. Every single president since H.W. Bush has annually re-signed this resolution. Many world leaders have called for the acknowledgement and observance of the seven Noahide laws, including the president of the European Union in July 2014 and the Australian Governor-General, Michael Jeffrey, in 2008. And this will be international law. So what's the problem? Well, just for starters, the law against idol worship will include, quite specifically, the worship of Jesus Christ as the Son of God, which the Noahide laws will classify as blasphemy, and the punishment for transgressing the seven Noahide laws and for blaspheming the ineffable name of God by calling Jesus God is decapitation. I'll let you take that in for a second. This will be governed by a world court with no possibility of appeals.
6: So uh, if that doesn't scare you enough, (laughs) um, because that's
1: literally just what we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, guillotines being back in big business. Um, Not that I have a problem with it. But here in Georgia in 96. What fuck? That's badass. (sighs) But again, what I'm telling you is everybody is classifying this wrong. If we revolt, we're not talking about revolution and destroying the government. We're talking about bringing it back to its most purest form. Back where we, the people, have the control. Back where it belongs. The powers in the people. It's never been anywhere else. It's always been with the consent of those governed. And when that consent is overridden by those in charge, it is the right. No, it's the duty of the people being governed to revolt, to rise up, mm-hmm. to go against that established form of government. Wow, sounds like something we read, doesn't it? Sounds exactly like what's written in the Declaration of Independence. Like I said, they gave us directions how to run a country. They also gave us directions that when that country becomes too powerful and deems itself too important, more important than the people in which it governs, this is how you politely revolt.
5: Tell me, if America was attacked directly, like say Hawaii, Guam, they'd enact martial law?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think so.
5: Uh, I think so too.
1: Um, it would have to be something devastating, though.
5: Like China uh, attacking Taiwan and rolling over Hawaii, as we spoke about. On Friday?
1: Or possibly dropping a nuke. Yeah, mm. I could see that.
5: That was the start of The Handmaid's Tale, the yeah. dropping a nuke, by the way. Weird? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I've heard that before.
5: Yeah, just saying.
1: I, mean, I was going to do that too, Jason. I was thinking about lightning crashes tonight. It was one of the one of the options on the mm. playlist. I, I didn't do it. I was. Anyway, here is the
5: Noahide laws, the actual seven Noahide laws laid out in depth
1: i hope not all the sublaws no okay no 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 we'd be here forever want, yeah, we, we would, would be, be here, here forever. forever
5: i i just want to say as, as i want to say as this is starting here um i watched so many different no, let it play well I'll just turn the sound down because it takes a minute to get through everything i watched so many different videos and this guy was the least boring so hello and welcome to another
0: teaching from. Whatnot. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is still true and directly related to our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. In Messianic, Hebrew roots, and Jewish circles, you might hear about something called the Noahide Laws or the Seven Laws of Noah. There are various teachings and opinions concerning this topic, and we're often asked our perspective on whether or not this concept of Noahide Laws is relevant to believers today. But before we unpack that question, here's a quick summary of the Noahide Laws. According to mainstream Jewish tradition, Many of the instructions contained in the Torah, such as the Sabbath day, festival celebrations, and certain dietary laws, are given only to the Jewish people. But there are seven universal laws that God gave to all of mankind. These universal commandments, according to Jewish tradition, are known as the Noahide laws or the seven laws of Noah. These laws are referenced in the Jewish Talmud. Our rabbis taught seven precepts where the sons of Noah commanded, social laws, to refrain from blasphemy, idolatry, adultery, bloodshed, robbery, and eating flesh cut from a living animal. In mainstream Jewish tradition, the non-Jews who observe these seven laws are known as Noahides. The Dictionary of Judaism in the Biblical period defines Noahides as such non-Jews who observe the seven laws that apply to the descendants of Noah, namely, all peoples. According to rabbinic authorities, these include the following prohibitions, idolatry, adultery and incest, bloodshed, blasphemy, robbery, social injustice, and eating the flesh of a limb cut from a living animal. In the Middle Ages, influential Jewish teacher Rambam taught that Noahites would inherit eternal life, On the basis of their belief in the God of Israel and their observance of these seven laws. Anyone who accepts upon himself and carefully observes the seven commandments is of the righteous of the nations of the world and has a portion in the world to come. This is as long as he accepts and performs them because he truly believes that. It was the Holy One, blessed be He, who commanded them in the Torah, And that it was through Moses our teacher we were informed that the sons of Noah had already been commanded to observe them. In summary, today's rabbinic Judaism teaches that Noahites, that is, non-Jews who observe the seven traditional laws of Noah, will have a place in the world to come. Obviously, this doctrine is not compatible with the teaching of scriptures as it concerns salvation. Whether Jew or Gentile, the scriptures teach that we inherit eternal life by grace through faith in Israel's Messiah, Yeshua, not by our observance of any commandments. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God. While we agree that genuine saving faith leads to faithful obedience to God's commandments, Rabbinic Judaism's emphasis on the observance of certain commandments as being key to earning a place in the world to come is certainly problematic. This shouldn't come as a surprise since mainstream Judaism rejects Yeshua the Messiah and the scriptures teach that Yeshua is the only way to the Father. So obviously we are going to differ with mainstream Judaism in our views concerning salvation. But are there other aspects of the Noahide laws that are perhaps grounded in scripture? Not with regard to salvation but maybe with regard to the expression of faith. For instance, is there any validity to the idea that only the seven Noahide laws apply to the Gentiles, while the Torah's instructions concerning the Sabbath, festivals, and dietary laws apply only to the Jews? You may be surprised to learn that this idea is actually quite popular among certain segments of Messianic Judaism. And that is because they've been largely influenced by mainstream Jewish tradition. But our primary concern as believers shouldn't be what Jewish or Christian tradition teaches, but what the Scriptures say. So is there any indication in the Scriptures that Gentiles are only to keep the traditional seven laws of Noah? No. In fact, the Scriptures teach just the opposite. It's always been God's heart that the nation should draw near to Him and come into full relationship with Him through His commandments. We see this all throughout the Torah. Exodus chapter 20. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to Yahweh your God. On it you shall not do any work you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. Right here, in the midst of the Ten Commandments, we can clearly see that the Sabbath isn't only given to Israel. The sojourner, who is not a native-born Israelite, is also commanded to keep the Sabbath. We see the same thing with the other biblical festivals, Passover, Numbers chapter 9. And if a stranger sojourns among you, and would keep the Passover to Yahweh according to the statute of the Passover and according to its rule, so shall he do. You shall have one statute, both for the sojourner and for the native. Unleavened bread, Exodus chapter 12. For seven days no leaven is to be found in your houses. If anyone eats what is leavened, that person will be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is a sojourner or a native of the land. Yom Kippur, Leviticus 16. And it shall be a statute to you forever in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, You shall afflict yourselves and shall do no work, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. Sukkot, Deuteronomy chapter 16. You shall rejoice in your feast, you and your son and your daughter, your male servant and your female servant, the Levite, the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow who are within your towns. We even see this with sacrifices and offerings made at the tabernacle or the temple. Numbers chapter 15. For the assembly, there shall be one statute for you and for the stranger who sojourns with you, a statute forever throughout your generations. You and the sojourner shall be alike before Yahweh. One law and one rule shall be for you and for the stranger who sojourns with you." We can go on and on. It's clear throughout the Torah that God's commandments are not given to the native-born Israel exclusively. But are intended for everyone who follows the God of Israel." However, some object to the plain reading of these verses and insist that the stranger or the sojourner in these passages refers to a proselyte, that is, a gentile who has formally converted to Judaism. Stranger, sojourner, alien, etc. come from the Hebrew word ger. It is argued that since the Septuagint translates the Hebrew word ger into the Greek prosolutos, which came to mean proselyte, that we ought to understand Ger in these passages to mean a Gentile who is formerly converted into Judaism. And indeed, it is argued that this understanding has apostolic authority since the Septuagint influenced the apostles' interpretation of Ger since the apostles often quoted from the Septuagint. First fruits of Zion is representative of this position. Here is what they've written concerning one of the passages we read earlier. The Greek Septuagint gives us an insight into how the apostolic community would have understood and interpreted the passage. Under the influence of the LXX, the Septuagint, they would have interpreted Numbers 15 verses 15 through 16 to read as follows. As for the assembly, there shall be one statute for the Jews and for the proselyte, a perpetual statute throughout your generations. As a Jew is, so shall be the proselyte be before Yahweh. There is to be one Torah, and one ordinance for Jews and for the proselyte who sojourns with you. Therefore, the Apostolic Era reading of Numbers 15 passage does not help clarify the question of a Gentile believer's relationship to the Torah. It would apply to a Gentile who had become legally Jewish through conversion. In short, some people believe that you are to only keep these commandments in the Torah if you are born Jewish or have become Jewish through rabbinic ritual conversion. However. There are several problems with this perspective. First, while the Septuagint was certainly popular among first century Jews, including the Apostles, there is no reason to assume that the Apostles would have automatically favored the Septuagint over the Hebrew text with regard to how a text should be interpreted. Second, there is no reason to assume that the Apostles would have always agreed with the Septuagint. It's the same with our various English translations today. We might use a particular English translation like the KJV, NIV, or ESV, but that does not mean that we always agree with how that particular translation has rendered the text in certain places. Third, there's no reason to assume that the Greek word proselutos should necessarily be interpreted as a Gentile. who is. You know, I got a real issue with this guy. I, I,
5: I, this, this Again, he was the least boring of them.
1: Oh my God, but this, he, this
5: guy hurt. Uh, yeah, look, I know.
1: Real quick, let me go back here real quick. Just real quick, right here, okay? Mm-hmm. Right there, number two. He said there's no reason to assume that the apostles would have agreed to the Septuagint. Always le- agreed with the Septuagint. Le- let me put this way to you. It's obvious that the apostles didn't. Mm -hmm. peter went out struck out and he started the the holy catholic church the holy roman catholic church peter started that Mm -hmm. okay they just found his tomb he was crucified upside down under the vatican a lot of people ask why why would any catholic why would any christian wish to be buried in such a manner unless he knew ahead of time what had already happened stop stop i want to stay in that okay don't 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 stop please hold on there's obvious obvious issues all right it's the same with the various english translations today no They fail. You can hear the issues with translations all the way through this. You've already heard Jesus referred to Yahweh and God referred to as to Yahweh. Yeah, Jesus referred to as Yeshua. You've already heard God referred to as Yahweh. You've already heard as Jesus referred to as Yahweh. Yahweh is and Yahshua are both in Sanskrit. Translated the same way. It has been a long based argument that Yeshua and Yahweh are the same person. But since it is a 3,000 year old dead language, it's kind of tough because we just can't dig up some motherfucker and ask him, hey, dude, what was Yahweh or what was Yahshua? Because both mean God. They don't mean, neither one means Jesus. There is a big argument concerning Jewish peasants of the time. So, if you will, let us apply today to back then. It would be us that would be calling Jesus Yeshua. And it would be the elite calling him Yahweh. Does that make sense? Because it's like a... It's like a slang way for saying Yahweh is Yeshua. That's essentially what it boils down to in its translation. So I I, I giggle because there's a lot of people that get in this argument, but the word means the same thing, which drives me absolutely fucking bonkers because you'll have historians that even admit... That both words mean the same thing. So I often argue, are Catholics really wrong in what we believe that the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are all one thing?
5: Well, according to the Noahide laws, that would get you beheaded.
1: That would get my head cut off. Yep. And according to the Noah had laws that exist everywhere in the world to include here in the U S mm-hmm. um, which again, in what I think, if a revolution were to take place in this country, and I think a lot of you guys agree that if a revolution were to take in, place in this country, it wouldn't be about destroying the government. It would be about resetting the system. Mm hmm starting back again from the beginning that's what it would be about putting people in charge who actually cared if we would did anything that would change anything the first thing i would put in when we elected that new congress i would ask that the first thing we vote on is term limits for every person from that day forward and age, age limits, limits on positions yep. Those are the only two things that I think we should add to the Constitution. Nothing more. After that, we follow the Constitution to the black and white letter of it. And why do I want the term limits? Look, folks, even in the military, they do this. This is no joke. If you're in the Army, let's just say you start out as a soldier, right? You're a private. You're an EIOU one, okay? You come to your first squad. You get promoted all the way up to specialist. Okay, you're in the infantry. So now you're a saw gunner. Now you have quite possibly you're either a saw gunner or you're an RTO. If you're an RTO, you quite possibly have the worst job known to mankind. Why? I did it for a very long time. It was the absolute fucking worst job. However, you normally get promoted pretty quick because you learn a whole lot of shit in the background about background shit that's going on that nobody else is aware of. And it's really kind of cool. It sucks because you got to hump that big-ass fucking radio around, but it's badass because you learn a butt-ton of shit. At the end of it, when you finally do get promoted to become an NCO, and either you go to corporal or you go to sergeant, you don't even stay in that squad. You don't even stay in that fucking platoon in a good infantry company. At that point, they move you platoons. Why? Why? Because all those guys that are with you on the right side of you or on the left side of you while you're standing in formation, every single one of those guys were your buddies. You grew up with them while you were there. They know your ins and outs. They know how to push your buttons. They know how to, there's no way that we're going to let you be in charge of your friends. There's no way that's not going to happen. No leader is set up to fail like that. You're automatically moved. You go to another platoon, another squad. All of a sudden, now you're the new guy. Nobody knows anything about you other than what you've done in the company. That's it. You're either a shitbag going there or you're a superstar going there. Why would we do that here? Why would we do that in our government? Why would we let a senator or a congressperson stay where they're at for so long? Because all that does is invite corruption.
5: I mean, did, you, did y'all see the picture that's been going around of Nancy Pelosi at JFK's inauguration? Yes,
1: she was there.
5: Yeah, she was there.
1: She was a, she's a fucking member of Congress. Yeah. I'm dead serious. This is, this is no shit. There's no reason why we should let, we don't let it happen in the army. You don't let it happen in the police department, in the police department. The minute that you get promoted, you are fucking moved. You are moved out of your current job. You are sent to a specialized task. So for a year, you do that before you come back to the street. Jason
5: RTO radio, transmitter operator. Yes. Radio, telephone operator. There you go. Radio, telephone operator.
1: A ratello is what they used to call him back in the day. You want to let this guy finish? You want to move on to the next one? Fuck this guy. But this this is just, it it just, it's annoying because this is not, there's no Noah Hyde law. That's going to take charge here. I'm sorry. We're Christians. We're not Jews. We don't believe that. That's in the Talmud. The Talmud is the Jewish Bible. If you're not aware of what the Talmud is, basically the Jewish Bible. If you were to regulate or uh, everybody says, and I don't know if this is true, and I'm not Jewish, so I can't speak honestly to it. What I know of the Talmud is this. I've heard that the Talmud is the Old Testament and another book. I, I don't know if that's accurate. Um, I've heard that the Talmud was something separate from the Old Testament. Now, again, I, it is. I, I am
5: not. It's a document. It's not part of the Bible. It's not It's not part of the Old Testament. It's I, completely separate.
1: I am not Jewish. So, therefore, I really don't know too much about it. And I don't pretend to know about it. Um, I, I can tell you this much, though. Basically, the United States was found founded as a Christian country. I, I don't see any of you bending your knees to Jews in any shape or form in the coming next months, unless I'm wrong, unless I'm way off on this one. And there's been times that I've been that far off, but, but I don't think so.
5: How how do they know not to stand up to it if they don't know about it in the first place? If it's if It's couched as something that because it's a feeling they would want. Well,
1: no, it's a feeling. I'm sorry. I, well, a feeling, there's a certain feeling, amount of uh, us, excellent. there's a certain amount of us that when you, you, you I, I, I'm great. sure yesterday we, we
5: provide the education. I, I'm sure to back yesterday. It up.
1: I'm sure yesterday you talked about this, but I'm sure you told people to tell me not to do something. I'm sure that is part of your speech every time you talk about us. So I'm sure you told people to tell me not to do things. What's that? I'm sure that you told people that. No, I didn't. I'm sure you dared him say, Hey, tell Mick oh, not yeah, to do yeah, something. Yeah, talk
5: about how you, you yeah, chal- yeah. challenge. Yeah, challenge. Go, him. go ahead, tell him Ta- you yeah, can't, can't do something. Go I definitely did say that. All right.
1: See, I knew that. I, knew you listened. I, know, no, I was not listening. <laughs> I know you, and I know that you've used that before in the past. <laughs> so, true. so go ahead, tell me not to. Tell me that I can't do something. <laughs> oh, I will do, I will move heaven and earth to show you that I can do it. And let me tell you something. Yeah, go go ahead. Sure, babe. I know. I got tell you. me how that one works out I for you it at doesn't. the end of the day. That's
5: that's. But we're educating, okay? We're educating here. So I fell down this rabbit hole, and I had to drag you guys down it with me, and that's where we're at.
1: Oh, you can't do that. Why the Jew said, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> hold on a second.
5: Anyway, um, no, no, this no, no. this girl is uh, is cracked my Bible.
1: Nope. Hey, do me a favor hold oh, my beer okay um <sighs> you can't do that <laughs> who's that <laughs>
6: oh
1: shit yes crack my bible what is this about is this good or funny or is this gonna be bad
5: Yes. Yeah, just-
3: So, like I said, Benjamin Netanyahu was just elected for his fifth term as Prime Minister of Israel, and this is concerning again. This was uh, two or three years Talmud, ago, three years ago, kind of like Sharia law, but for Israel or for for Judaism to be the basis of law in Israel. And we know that Trump and pretty much every president who's ever existed has had a very chummy relationship with Israel. And whenever Israel tells the U.S. to do something, of course, the U.S. does it. And then whatever the U.S. does, everybody else in the world kind of follows suit. And this is very concerning because the Noahide laws, which are from the Talmud, are already signed into U.S. law. It's just about enforcing them. And that should scare everybody. Not in a, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? It's like, I need to be aware of this and I need to Remember that I need to bolster my faith because Jesus promised us trials and tribulation and persecution. And he said that anybody who would try to save their life will lose it. And that anybody who loses their life for his sake will save their life. We're talking about your spiritual life because if you take the mark of the beast, you are going to be cut off from God forever. You will save your life, but you will be spiritually dead. So once you die, you're cut off from God. Likewise, if you're uh, killed for your faith, you've lost your life on account of Jesus, you will save your life because you will still spend eternity with God. This should really concern a lot of people because this is why I've been harping so much about holidays and you know worshiping God in spirit and in truth because we know it's very difficult to tell your family hey I'm not going to partake in pagan practices anymore but this is the foundational like baby
1: you know one of the things uh, man she hurts me Mm -hmm. um you know I, I get the pagan practices part I get all of that but one of the things we have, you know, one of the things I don't do is, um, you know, Jews believe in God their way. We believe in God our way. Um, you believe in God your way. Muslims believe in God their way. I, I, I don't believe there's a way that's right. And I, I don't believe there's a way that's wrong. I, I believe that there is a God. I believe as long as you believe in something above us, you're you're cool by me. As long as you realize it's not about you, the crazy ones are the ones that think it's all about them. And a lot of people who get, I I think like cross messages or crisscross wires are, are the ones who take the message that they receive from God. Okay. And instead of realizing that that message is from God, they make the message about something else about them and how that they're the most important thing known to mankind. And and to say that certain ones of us, um, and those of you who know what I'm talking about, you've been there. You've seen the little light in the corner and it's kind of flickering. It's kind of going out and you hear that, that voice and it tells you that you're not going anywhere, but you got something else to do. And you know what I'm talking about. And you don't take that and sensationalize it. You just take it for what it is. I, I think there's a portion of our society that has been reached out to. I think people have been talked to. And some people take that. And I think it's it's abridged religions. I think it's gone Well past the religion point, I think God's reached out to the ones that he knows that he needs to get to follow him. And he knows what's coming as well as we do. And he's reached out and those who have listened have listened and those who have gone out against him. Well, obviously, we've seen what's happened to them. If you think about what these people, they're they're all saying the same message over and over again. They're all saying, well, what I'm trying to get across to you is that this is something we should be... No, it's not something we should be... Why should we be concerned about it?
5: Because it's something they're going to try and push on us.
1: The only reason we have to be concerned about it is if we don't have control of that Constitution, we don't have control of this country. That's the only reason we'd have to be concerned about it. Last time I checked, last and this was... A couple of days ago, there's what, 3.7 billion Americans um, here in the U.S. or something like that.
5: So you want to be reactive instead of proactive?
1: Um, The way I look at it is there's a lot more of us than there are of them. The last time I checked, there were some 81 million people that voted for Donald Trump. And I guarantee right now they're not real happy with the American government.
5: Well, then finish the show and I'll go, what are the plans?
1: No, no, no. I'm just saying, I, why do we, if we're going to be concerned about it, I I don't believe in being scared of shit.
5: I don't either, but I believe in knowing what they're planning and being educated and educating others
1: is, but they're all saying the same shit. That's all I was saying. They're all saying the same thing over and over again. We heard the same, the last guy said the same shit that she's saying. I'm just wondering, when's it going to change? Is there another part of it that we don't know about? Is there a deeper part to it?
5: Well, uh, why don't you let her talk for more than uh, 30 seconds and find out? I did. She no, went you on didn't. for like... No, you didn't. You really didn't because I skipped it forward a bit.
1: She's been talking for four minutes and seven seconds. I it started at double zero.
5: No, it didn't. I skipped it forward a bit from four minutes. She was not talking for four All minutes.
1: Right. Whatever. I just... She's saying the same thing the other guy was saying. Exact same thing. No different. You should be worried about it. Okay. But I'm not worried about it because I'm not worried about us losing control of the Constitution. So that part doesn't really scare me because we don't want to do that. It's not what we're about. Mm.
3: Steps, you have to get practice doing these kind of things, standing up for your faith, having these hard conversations, because there is going to be a day that comes where either it's going to be these Noahide laws or it's going to be straight up the mark of the beast. that you're going to have to tell your family no, I'm not going to deny Jesus or no, I'm not going to deny that Jesus is God and I'm not going to take the mark of the beast. That is going to be a very difficult conversation for so many people to have because when you do that, Scripture already tells us you're not going to be able to buy or sell. You're not going to be able to barter. You're not going to be able to outwit the beast system. You're not going to be able to go prep your way out of the beast system. You're not going to make friends with somebody who's already taken the mark. They're going to be of one mind and if you don't have that mark you are going to be their enemy. You are not going to be able to have a job. You're not going to be able to pay your property taxes. You're not going to be able to pay your mortgage or your rent or your utilities. You're not going to be able to have a job. You're not going to be able to purchase food. You're not going to be able to buy gas. You're not going to be able to travel freely. These are the things that you have to be aware of. You're not going to be able to have medicine. So if you are diabetic, if you take insulin, if you have like certain medication for seizures or heart issues or, you know, whatever, you will no longer have access to that. If you're dependent on medication, I can guarantee you, you're most likely going to die very soon when the Antichrist takes over if you have not taken the mark of the beast. So you can either decide to save your life by like, oh, I want to get my medicine. So you take the mark of the beast. But if you do that, you're going to be cut off from God. And part of the beast system is this one world government. And they're going to say peace and peace, peace and safety. When it's not peace and safety, it's going to be destruction and terrible things are going to be happening. And we have to be aware that when we see these signs happening, this is proof that Jesus' second coming is soon. Jesus told us like you guys know when spring is coming, you see the plants popping up, you know that spring is near. You you know when a storm is coming in because you can see the changes in the sky, but you also need to be aware of the fact of my second coming. Here are the signs that you need to look out for. And Jesus specifically went on to talk about some of these signs, some of these symbols that we need to have our eyes peeled for because we can already see some things are gearing up where we're going to have to take these stands for our faith, and it could result in us dying. Remember, we had to take up our cross and follow Jesus. And a lot of people, they are just not at that point in their faith. But I'm here to tell you right now, you need to get ready. We can't continue to baby you. We can't, all this hand holding. Like it's time, the time is now to get serious about your faith. The time is now to start bolstering your faith because. We cannot do anything apart from God, and we have to be able to fully trust in God that he is going to do the things that he said he's going to do because there will be times where we are in prison. They're going to bring us before the Sanhedrin and the Jewish leaders and all sorts of stuff. Scripture straight up tells us this. In Matthew 10, it says, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts, and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. If you skip down to verse 34, it says, Do not think that I have come to bring bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. For a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I want you to remember Matthew 10. Keep that bookmark as we talk about these Noahide laws. So I want people to remember you are going to have to take a stand for your faith. And that is why you are practicing right now by telling your family, hey, I'm not under duress. We're not under duress of the law or the Sanhedrin or anything like that, but you already know how difficult it is to tell your family when it is just your own choosing to not follow pagan gods, to not worship God in pagan ways. You know, the kind of backlash you get from your family, you know how difficult it is. So imagine how difficult it is going to be when it is the law that you have to follow certain laws that make you deny Jesus or the penalty is death and you're shutting off the demonic portals into your home that give demons a legal right into your home. When you when you practice these things, you have a pentagram in your home, you know that gives a demon a legal right into your home. Likewise, any other demonic things like a Christmas tree or an Easter egg or a jack-o'-lantern or, you know, a cornucopia, you know, a day of the dead skull, you know, whatever. These also, in the same way that a pentagram gives demons legal right in, these items also give demons legal right into your home because they're pagan items. So we're we're doing these baby steps to get you prepared for the coming persecution because we know God has already promised us he's going to be with us. He's never going to forsake us, but he promised us that there would be persecution and tribulation and that we'd be handed over to courts and in prison and in synagogues and all sorts of stuff as they flog us. And they put us to death. And I want you to be aware of that because we see the writing on the wall that comes from scripture. We see the writing on the wall. We can see that the things that God promised us, prophesied before Jesus' second coming, are starting to come true. So we need to be aware of this so that we can get our prayer life in check, so that we can bolster our faith, so that we are ready to take up our cross and follow Him because we want to be considered worthy of Him. We don't want Our race to be cut short. We don't want anybody to cut in on us. We want to be able to have fellowship with the Father forever. We don't want to be bogged down and fall away when tribulation comes. So we want to continue to keep the faith so that we are not disqualified, so that we will have fellowship with the Father. So let's talk about what these seven Noahide laws are because I can guarantee you with one verse that They will be in effect at Jesus's second coming when we're talking about the Antichrist the beast system the one world government I can guarantee you it's going to be under these Noahide laws And I will tell you what that verse is in a second But let's talk about what these Noahide laws actually are and what the penalty is for transgressing these laws so the seven Noahide laws Traditionally enumerated as, according to Jewish Virtual Library, these are, number one, do not deny God, number two, do not blaspheme God, number three, do not murder, number four, do not engage in incestuous, adulterous, or homosexual relationships, number five, do not steal, number six, do not eat of a live animal, Number seven, establish courts and a legal system to ensure law obedience. Now, this is very important. So, I'm going to actually read to you from the Jewish Encyclopedia. This is the unedited full text of the 1906 Jewish Encyclopedia. This is not a modern day, you know, encyclopedia article. This is from 1906. So, we're going to talk about these seven Nokian laws. And this might be a little difficult to understand, it's pretty wordy, but I want you to understand the gravity of what we are dealing with. This is actually even more strict than Sharia law. And these Noahide laws are enforced on everybody who is not an Israelite. So that means all of us. So here are the seven laws and this is by Isidore Singer and Julius H. Greenstone. And I will have a link down to it in the description box. So it says, the seven laws, laws which were supposed by the rabbis to have been binding upon mankind at large, even before the revelation at Sinai. So Moses coming down with the Ten Commandments. And which are still binding upon non-Jews. These laws are, are binding on non-Jews. That's you, that's me, that's everybody, regardless of your religion. So the term Nokian indicates the universality of, of these ordinances, since the whole human race was supposed to be descended from the three sons of Noah who alone survived the flood Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Remember, it was Noah and his wife and his three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, and their wives. So that's eight in all. So um, although only these laws which are found in the earlier chapters of the Pentateuch before the record of the revelation at Sinai should it would seem be binding upon all mankind, yet the rabbis discarded some and by hermeneutic rules or in accordance with some tradition introduced others which are not found there." So they've added, they've edited the types of laws even though they're not necessarily found in scripture. Basing their views on the passage in Genesis 2.16, uh, they declared that the following six commandments were enjoined upon Adam. So here are the rules again. Number one, do not worship idols. Number two, do not blaspheme the name of God. Number three, establish courts of justice. Number four, do not kill. Number five, do not commit adultery. Number six, do not rob. And then it says a seventh commandment was added after the flood, not to eat flesh that had been cut from a living animal. Thus, the Talmud frequently speaks of the seven laws of the sons of Noah, which were regarded as obligatory upon all mankind in contradistinction to those that were binding upon Israelites only. So these are obligatory to practice by everybody, not just Israelites, but everybody. It goes on to say, while many additions were made to these laws by some of the Tananim, the prohibitions against eating the blood of a living animal, against the emasculation of animals, against sorcery, against pairing animals of different species, and against grafting trees of different kinds, so that in one place 30 Nokian laws were mentioned. The prevalent opinion in the Talmud is that there are only seven laws which are binding upon all mankind. In another bariata, the seven Nokian prohibitions are enumerated as applying to the following. So this is applicable to all people. Idolatry, adultery, murder, robbery, eating the limb cut from a living animal, the emasculation of animals, and the pairing of animals of different species. With regard to the other laws which are mentioned in the book of Genesis and which were not included among the Nokian laws, as for instance, circumcision and the prohibition against con- eating of the sinew that shrank, the rabbis laid down the following principle. Every law that was enjoined upon the Noahide and was repeated at Sinai is meant to apply to both Israelites and to non-Israelites. So everything that was told to Noah and his sons and then was repeated again when Moses came down with the Ten Commandments, is then obligatory for everybody to follow, is what they are saying. Laws that were enjoined upon the Noahide and were not repeated at Sinai applied to Israelites only. By this principle, a number of the pre-Sinaitic laws were excluded from the Nokian laws, although it required a great deal of speculative reasoning to make this principle apply to all cases. In the elaboration of the seven Nokian laws, and in assigning punishment for their transgression, the rabbis are sometimes more lenient and sometimes more rigorous with the Noahide than with Israelites. With but a few exceptions, the punishment meted out for a Noahide for the transgression of any of the seven laws is decapitation, the least painful of the four modes of execution of criminals. The many formalities of procedure essential when the accused is an Israelite need not be observed in the case of the Noahide the latter may be convicted on the testimony of One witness even on that of relatives, but not on that of a woman He need have had no warning from the witnesses and a single judge may pass a sentence on him with regard to idolatry He can be found guilty only if he worshiped an idol in the regular form in which that particular deity is usually worshipped, while in the case of blasphemy, he may be found guilty even when he is blasphemed with only one of the attributes of God's name, an action which, if committed by an Israelite, would be would not be regarded as criminal. What did what does scripture say? It says on the testimony of two or three witnesses, somebody will be found guilty. You have to have the testimony of two or three witnesses. Here with these Noahide laws, it says you can be convicted on the testimony of one witness even of your family Unless the witness is a woman and you only need one judge. There is no jury of your peers There's no appeals process There's no you know getting to have a defense lawyer or anything like that one person can falsely accuse you On the testimony of one person and one judge, conceal your fate and you're going to be decapitated. Remember, what did Matthew 10 say? He said, they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles."
1: Hey, real quick. The whole part with the who chops the limbs off of living animals. Well, they did that actually for a while. Uh, That was actually a practice. Um, There's a big problem with a disease that was floating through cattle. And when they had fresh cattle, they would mutilate the cattle, however, keep it alive so that they could get more meat. And they didn't have to worry about getting meat from somewhere. So the way we have obviously refined things, and as we became... I guess better stewards of not only our environment, but also, um, our animals of our animals. Um, we do it in a much more humane way. Now you kill the whole animal, you, you take the whole animal, you harvest the whole animal. And, um, you know, I, I don't get leftists who hate hunting. It's how you do it. Mm. It's part of the, you know, it's the way it works. Uh, But back then, yeah, there was there were people there was a big problem with a I forget what it was called. It was some sort of it was a cattle disease that was going on that people were getting sick from was killing them. It's basically like uh, uh, was it foot and mouth or whatever that shit is like mad cow disease, mad cow disease and shit. It was like that type of thing that was going on when they were preserving certain cattle that didn't get them sick. And they would cut their limbs off and eat their limbs and the body would survive on now. We obviously don't practice that anymore. We don't do that anymore. We we kill the animal, and the whole thing is eaten and consumed. For, as when John says they geld bulls into steers, and well, that's a different story. Eat but, the lamb fries. Um, you know, we we do much different things now. Um, obviously, things have changed. We don't do that anymore. Uh, I think we become much more humane in our treatment of not only animals but uh in the way hunting has become if you look at hunting now i mean yeah we have some of the most lethal products for a reason because we don't want animals to suffer when we shoot them Mm -hmm. that's why they're lethal they're supposed to kill them quick no suffering hmm Everybody said it's okay as long as they don't suffer. Okay, so we developed an arrow that decapitates a turkey, and now they're saying, "Well, it's illegal. Why? Was it's it the a, quickest way of death." Was
5: it a lack of refrigeration thing? I mean, it was a lack of probably good preservation method. I, I don't know. I it don't doesn't remember. Necessarily
1: have to be refrigeration, but this 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 is going back pre-biblical shit, yo. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I just know that that's what I was told because I asked the same question you did. I'm a hunter. I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean? Who does that? Who cuts the limb off of a living animal and eats it themselves? And you're right. You're absolutely right, Leah. Who who does that? Um, Because nobody would do that. That just seems evil and demonic in a way. I mean, that's fucked up. Yeah. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Keep something alive while you're eating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't know about that, but it, it, I, I, I asked the question a long time ago. That's what they told me. The answer was, I did not know that. I was like, wow, I didn't even realize that was such a thing. I mean, it sounded like they were trying to find a reason. Okay. Well, let her keep going. Cause she's, she's going to get it, to the but... point
5: where there's, there's a passage that she says proves that, um.
1: The no, Noah, I just the saw the high, questions. The Noah, I, know, was, I know I know. That wasn't I, like the first person who brought it up. Somebody yeah. brought it up over on Pill Pilltech too, too and
5: I was like the Noahide laws will be in effect when um when revelations when Jesus returns. So. But does just
1: got let her go. That doesn't say that. Okay. Girls. All right.
6: This
3: is brother will deliver brother over to death and the father, his child and children will rise against parents and have them put to death and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. What part of a person's enemies will be those of his own household? Do you not understand? Under these Noahide laws, that will totally make it plausible. Oh, so you get in a fight with your family. They can just say, oh, he blasphemed. Oh, he did this. And you'll be decapitated. Do you not see how serious these Noahide laws are? But what's even more serious is the fact that Jesus consistently says, you have to endure till the end to be saved. You have to endure till the end to be saved. You cannot all of a sudden be like, you know what? I will just take the mark of the beast. Or you know what? I'm going to deny Jesus because Jesus says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father in heaven. Jesus has told us now that if you deny him, he will deny you before his father in heaven. So if you're going to deny Jesus so that you can save your life, remember, whoever tries to save their life will lose it. This is what scripture straight up tells us. We are going straight with scripture, not adding to it. We're not taking it away. What does it say at face value? So this should concern you because the rule about worshiping God, not having idols And the law about not blaspheming God, if you say, I worship Jesus, Jewish people don't consider Jesus the Messiah. They consider that idolatry. They consider that blasphemy to say that God had a son. They consider it blasphemy to say that we worship a triune God. One God, hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one, the Shema. We worship one God who is one God in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So if you worship Jesus, you are already guilty of two laws, both blasphemy and idolatry under these Noahide laws, and that is grounds for decapitation. If you have a history of you know, talking about Christianity, best believe you're gonna be front and center for the chopping block. I know I am. So um, there's one verse in Matthew 24. We're gonna get to that. That proves that the Noahide laws will be in effect at Jesus's second coming. You ready to hear it? Okay, so let's go through Matthew 24. It says that Jesus answered them, starting at verse 4, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are but the beginning of birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Hmm, where did we just hear that from? And then many will fall away. So you're going to deal with tribulation, many are going to be put to death, and then many will fall away and betray one another, and hate one another, oh, on the testimony of one witness. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures till the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole of the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come." Pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. Do you see what verse I'm talking about? I'm talking about Matthew 24, 20 says, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. We've already covered the Sabbath in the last video that I did that has already been linked. And the reason why Jesus says pray that your flight does not take place on Sabbath, it's not because we're supposed to be observing the Sabbath day. He's been straight-up telling people, hey, you need to flee. You need to get out of Judea. But you know what happens on the Sabbath? The gates of the city are closed. You will not be able to get out of the city to flee from whatever is coming after the abomination of desolation spoken about in Daniel, where this Antichrist sacrifices something in the third temple that is already ready. They already have all the instruments for service. They already have the red heifer. They already have been practicing the sacrifices. They already practiced the Passover sacrifice last year. They've already been doing all of these run-throughs. So when they're ready to build the temple, they already have everything down. The people already know what to do. They already have the outfits. They already have all the temple stuff already created. They already have the animal. All of that is already here today. All of that already exists. So when you see the Antichrist come and he's actually in the temple that has all of the stuff that's already currently built inside of this new third temple, just know y'all need to get ready to leave town. Y'all need to roll out of town real quick because it's about to go down. But Jesus says, pray, pray, pray that your flight does not take place on Sabbath. Under the Noahide laws, the Sabbath will be practiced, which means nobody's coming in and out of the city. Right now in Israel, there is no, you know, shutdown of the entire country on the Sabbath. You know, planes still fly in. People are still able to drive. There's no wall around Jerusalem. But just know that that stuff is able to be built very quickly with the technology that we have today. Walls can be built quickly, buildings can be built quickly, but if all of a sudden these Noahide laws are enforced and these courts are put in place, just kind of like Sharia courts, but even worse, Christians, you are going to have to get comfortable with the idea of I'm going to have to stand up for my faith no matter what. We see from scripture that The end times are coming soon, and this is not to scare you. It is to tell you that you can't be lazy with your faith anymore. You can't sit on the fence, oh, that's never gonna happen to me. Oh, I just don't want to think about it. You have to think about it, especially if you have kids, especially if you have younger siblings or, you know, anybody else that you take care of. If you have a spouse, if you have anybody else but yourself, you need to really consider this because Other people are going to be depending on you. And these are other people that you're going to have to answer for when you say, hey, you know what? We're going to worship God and God alone. We are going to worship Jesus. We're not going to deny Jesus. And there will be consequences for that. But we know that in the end, we will still reign and rule with Jesus forever if we endure till the end. So I want you to realize that. But um, again, I don't say this to scare you. I say this. To...
1: Of course she does. Okay.
3: Anyway,
5: but that's an interesting perspective because when we went over, when, when we've, we've talked about that particular passage before and, and we just kind of skimmed over it. We didn't dig deep into it, but she brings an interesting perspective to it that why would to what to, whoa, whoa, whoa. wait, 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 to what exactly to, to the passage about um, needing to hopefully that you don't have to flee on the Sabbath or during winter. When Jesus says,
1: no, we spent some time on that,
5: but, and what, but we didn't determine what it meant, why you wouldn't have, why it would be a problem to flee during the Sabbath.
1: Well, why is it? Everything is shut down on the Sabbath. What's open on Sundays? What for the longest time down here in Georgia, could we not consume on Sundays or could, we could not purchase on Sundays? Well,
5: alcohol, but yeah. that, but that's not about fleeing. No, no, no. You can not. still get gas. You can get in your car and drive away. i yep. nothing shut down. Nothing's closed. Right? No, you're right. It, it's not you're a right. problem to flee on the Sabbath right now.
1: Not unless it's observed. Exactly. Not unless the Noah law is exactly. observed. Exactly.
5: Exactly. That's her point. But that Jesus was telling what, us that the Sabbath will
1: be observed in that time. Okay. And I always say this too, and a lot of people get angry. Leo,
5: I heard that too. He totally misgendered you. You should, you should kick his ass. You You totally sound Le- like you called Leo Lee. No, I you always call like you, you call I always like call you, you him, Leo. It, I heard it too, and I was going to let it slide too, but it totally sounded like you called him Leah.
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> I call him Leo. I always call him Leo Slayer because <laughs> he's – it's oh, Slayer, come on. I who know. does it? Respe- oh, it was you hysterical. don't. You don't respect Slayer. That's your problem. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> my point is this. I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying that this – she's wrong. What I'm saying is that for this to happen, understand there's something that has got to happen here, which means that we as patriots, let me make sure that you understand what I'm saying. Let me identify, let me get the idolatry out of this and let me narrow this right down to you, okay? What it means is that you and I let the Constitution go.
5: already have
1: no stop it means that you and i no longer stand for the constitution for this to happen we've got to let the constitution go i don't know about any one of you again i will repeat it for the third time i am not about replacing the constitution what i'm about replacing are the cocksuckers that are currently in charge of us? The Constitution works if we use the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't work if if we use this other shit. It just doesn't work. Period. And I, I, I don't care what people say about me. I don't care what people say. Well, we were founded on Christian principles, Christian morals, and Christian beliefs. Why now, after 250 years, are we just going to turn our head on those beliefs, those morals, and those things that gave us value? Not only just value, but purpose. Gave our belief in what we did. A reason. Yeah, we did used to go around the world and stick up for the little guys. And then we stopped going around sticking up for the little guys. And then we stopped started going around and instilling our own faith on other people. When did that become a Christian thing?
5: Well, this lady claims that um, God spoke to her. And I, who am I to deny that? God speaks to me all the time and warned her about it. And this is pretty recent.
1: Well, before we even get to that... We need to do our tribute. Yeah, we, we do need to do the tribute because a lot of people have been telling me about it. Yeah, so. it's 424, actually. Yes.
5: So, yes. So, go, get tribute ready. Tribute time.
1: Pack it up. You got it. And if
5: you don't understand why we do the tribute, go watch yesterday's show.
1: Really? You got that deep?
5: I mean, not entirely, but yeah, talking about um, Justin getting you into smoking weed and him dying and... um Yeah. And oh, THC and uh,
1: you went really overboard.
5: Uh, and and so I was uh, watching
1: basketball games microdosing, yesterday, microdosing
5: really changing, uh,
1: bringing the feeling back in your foot. I, I, I was watching basketball yesterday because my buddy was over here, so we were watching basketball. UConn won, it's kind of important to our alma mater. I mean, after court, uh, after all,
6: sort of, yeah,
1: sort of in a fucked up way. It's both our alma mater's. smelly green shit either way if you really think about it though if we go back to that I'm so fucked I'm so fucked on so many different levels mm-hmm. with just speaking on deep, I, I'll never ever be able to speak again no we'll never be able to have a show
5: no no nope. I mean they'll they'll kill us first, so it doesn't matter. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We won't
1: even survive it.
5: John, I'm glad to hear it. I was afraid I was I was boring y'all after a while since I talked for, like, three hours straight.
1: I guess now we're going to have to follow it up with true conspiracy that I do by myself, where I tell the other side of that.
5: You can do it on Freedom Gardens on Saturday when I'm in Texas.
1: <laughs> I could do that. Yeah? Because when I tell you the other side of that... That's the part that really flips your shit out. Because then you're like, whoa, wait a minute.
5: Do you feel any psychedelic effects of the microdose? No. Yeah, no. Well, well, yes. The way you do it sometimes. No, no.
1: Well, because... <laughs> Euphoric,
5: yes. Psychedelic, Psych- like... Uh, does, does the room melt really- around you? No. Like, I- no.
14: You don't do it. You're so good.
1: Don't turn your back on the wall. You just sound good. Don't it's turn your back, back on the wall. So you might wind up in a body bag. Um, as for the psychedelic, really I've noticed uh it really depends on what Megan makes it with. Um There has been a couple times she made it differently that I immediately instructed that, hey, that's not a good way to do it because that's not the way you want to start your day off seeing shit like that. Um, I've noticed actually the big game changer is um, the MDMA. Because some of the later batches she sent, um, there is no MDMA. MDMA in some of them, like I've got to add it to it, um, which I didn't realize. So like by accident, I took a pinch out of one of the ones that was just straight psilocybin and that was not the way you want to wake up in the morning. That's not the way you want to start your day out at all. No, sir. That was a bad day. Real bad day. All right. Just to give you an idea.
6: Driving.
1: Yeah. Trouble driving, trouble just operating standard see, machinery right? like a drill. Oh,
5: that like, I can't even imagine. Holy
1: fuck. Like, I was like, is my finger working? Okay. Then. And I was staring at my finger. Yes, it's working. I mean, it was tough. It was tough to concentrate. There was a lot of problems there. Yeah, that's awful. Um, so, we've worked it out where we, we fixed some of it, but uh, I, I've noticed it really just depends on what mushroom she uses. Normally, she uses just the therapeutic stuff. So, a lot of the times, all you get is you euphoric, very happy, um, <coughs> as I put it, it puts me on y'all's plane, mm-hmm. okay? So, if you're normally a pretty okay person in the morning or just a normal okay person throughout the day, drop that 30 paces or 30 places from where you're at where you would normally be like irate that's my normal day okay when i take the mushrooms it actually puts me at your plane i'm actually normal for you all i'm I'm way happier even the vets notice they look at me Mm -hmm. and they go dude what is with you Mm -hmm. you were an asshole last year Mm -hmm. what the fuck is with you yep and I, I, I explained it to them and, and when they hear it, they're like, no way. I'm like, I, dude, I wouldn't lie to you. You know me. And they're, they're, I've got guys trying it out, folks. I'm telling you right now, if you're a veteran, um, or you have severe PTSD I'm telling you right now, uh, gram and a half is way too much.
5: Yeah. I'd be like a, a quarter.
1: I, I do less. I do way less than that. I do less than a gram. Yeah, I'm like I'm, a, a half I'm a gram about or a quarter of a gram. I'm either a half a gram or 3 quarters of a gram. I'm right there's what I take for my daily intake. Uh, not daily because I I started doing Five it the days right on, way 2 days off. Um, and I got to tell you when I started doing it the right way, it, it, Megan, I'm letting you know, girl, um I tell you what, I'm going to modify your plan a little bit better. Make it a 4 and 3 That's on there too. That's a possibility. Because the four and three is way better. It's a lot more discipline. You got to have a lot more discipline doing it. But holy shit, the four and three is, wow. It is phenomenal. You feel a longer effect. It stays with you longer. I noticed that my smile step kept, It's that's what I base it on is the number of days I smile. So if I smile more than three or four days in a row, it, it's like, okay, I, and if I haven't taken the mushrooms, I'm like, wow, I still have the effects. I'm still, it's still coursing through me, which is pretty weird because we do drink a lot of distilled water. Yeah. Like our, my whole diet, water intake right yeah. now is completely distilled. Yep, And um, you can ask her, we're pretty serious about that. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I've even come up with a way for my cooler my work cooler i took all my water bottles out and i i put metal bottles full of distilled water in it so even when i'm at work and the cooler's full of ice i can pull the bottle out pour water in my cup and i still got water and i'm telling you yeah the weed does help oh yeah no no the weed is crucial oh yeah no bullshit there the pam the uh weed by far that started everything. Absolutely. Because if I didn't feel the pain relief in my arthritis and in my just general everyday pain, headaches, you name it. I had my first headache for, it was like two weeks ago and it was out of nowhere. I had my first headache in forever, like the first one that we can remember in the longest time.
5: And it's because you got sick. And it was it like was the start of a it was the start of something. You got some bug because you you've been coughing and you're finally starting to get over it. No, that's the allergies. And I haven't I haven't seen you get sick in a long time. I've
1: never, I still haven't gotten sick. I haven't gotten anything that, got that actually the stuck. i got a cough. I got a headache and a cough. That's it. Yeah. Uh but they, That's they, sick for you. It was weird. It was like all of a sudden I had this like absolute just and I was like, when was the last time I had a headache? And she like looked at me, she's like, You haven't had a headache in Forever, Like over a year. Like it was one of the ones I just couldn't get, even get out of bed. I called in. I was like, I'm yep. not coming into work. I'm sorry. I'm done. Yeah. It's, you got a migraine. It's not even happening. And uh, like I kept the, the blind shut all day and slept all fucking day long. And uh, you ask her, I, yeah. and I went to bed that night and there was no issue with me going to bed either. I went straight to sleep again. Yep. So it was, it was definitely something that fucked me up, but it was, it was bad. But again, it, it just doesn't happen like that though. And mm-hmm. a lot of our stuff now, I, I don't have a, my system filters shit out pretty fucking quick. So yeah. oh yeah. if I get like that shit from mushrooms in me, it gets pushed out pretty damn quick. Mm-hmm. See, she does. I'm sure too. I, I don't know how that flushes out, but,
5: well, because your cannabinoid system is so large, that's why it takes so long for THC to filter out of your body. That's why usually it stays in you for thirty days. It depends on the person. But um,
1: mine right now probably would stay for like fucking average, six months. Yeah,
5: mine, mine. You could you could test me like six years after I'm dead and it'll still
1: pop, still hot. pop hot. Yeah. So I've literally smoked that much weed. I, I sent a picture, it was really funny because this morning James posted something. He's on the road. And it was really funny he's he's visiting no our hometown. Shit. he he was literally right down the road from our old hometown mm-hmm. i mean right i was like there. dude you could go by and see my mom and pops they still live there I, I give me the address if you want um but anyway uh he uh i i, I texted him something well he posted something stupid last night and he was going uh he was on his way to where our old hometown was and uh I was just replying to him. I sent a text message in reply. And I said, uh, I was sitting on the porch and I had the bong in front of me and the sun was coming up in the background. I was like, I'm just sitting on my back deck, enjoying the fucking sunrise. And uh, he called me. He's like, yeah, what's up? And he told me about this uh, ride he had the other night. And he went up to basically our old hometown and all this other shit. And I was just like, dude, what are the fucking chances? just what are the seriously what are the chances that you know we came out saw you and now you're at home and you're going up and his sister apparently is gonna be moving down here too which is gonna be fucking even more badass because she comes down around here damn we're gonna see him all the time she hasn't left her house in
5: three years and she has like six jabs no she just left her house oh she just left her house for the first time in three
1: years yeah She's yeah. just catching up to where the rest of us are at. She's she, just she's, she's way behind the power curve. Super jabbed. Yeah. Just bless him. Anyway, hey James is serious about all that shit. I didn't realize. You know, he's just, he's up there. He's just like uh, everybody. Apparently, you in his, jabbed. apparently, all, jabbed. all his he's family like, wants their bowl of them. Apparently, everybody in his family's jabbed, and they all smoke weed, and uh, they go out the garage, and he has to roll his own shit because he's like, yep. look, I ain't gonna yep. share that shit with you. Sorry. Uh, you get jabbed. Sorry, can't do it. And I got to tell you, I'm the same. I'd be the same way. I think.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: There's just uh, there's We're certain things. Heather and
5: Taylor. Yeah, but they've been. But I've had them on protocols to mitigate their symptoms.
1: Not only that, they've admitted their problem. I, I, I have this well, issue with the folks that are like completely confused still.
5: Yeah, like that's no, no, something gotcha. like. Well, I think he's not. He's kind of like to share for medical purposes, but. You know he's afraid of shedding
1: no yeah oh well
5: yeah yeah but yeah hey. anyway all
1: right so you have that
5: all right well our our tangent is over our our smoke break so back to this so this lady uh like i was saying she um
1: back to the divergent series told uh to, i mean that, this is really what this is
5: says uh god god is warning her about the no head loss
1: if uh, you've never seen the movie, Divergent, There's the, whole series. the yeah. series, yeah, it's pretty much what this is about.
11: Hi, brothers and sisters. Today I want to do a new video and it is about something many of you haven't heard of yet. It is about the very dangerous Noahide laws, which will be pushed upon many very soon. The churches are preparing their people right now for these Noahide laws. They are telling people a lot of about Israel. They are preaching about Israel, and of course that is good. But they are doing it to prepare them for the Noahide laws. That's all. They have never been preaching the true gospel of Yeshua. No, they kept people away from Jesus instead of leading them to him. And what are they doing now? They're going to lead them to the Noahide laws. And that is rabbinic law, Talmudic law. It's not from God. And God told me, warn them, preach about it and warn them for what is going to happen. So people will recognize it at the moment. They will mention it in the churches. It is not for me. That is what God said. A couple of years ago, I was born again, maybe five or six months. (laughs) I was still a baby in faith. And then I had a conversation with the wife of a rabbi. And she tried to tell me, she tried to teach me about these Noahide laws. She told me there were seven laws, which which are for the non-Jews to keep. And she was kind to me and patient, and she tried to explain. So it didn't sound that bad to me at that time. I felt something in the spirit. And now I know it was the spirit of discernment. It is one of the gifts of of the Holy Spirit. I went home and I prayed a little bit about it. And then I heard God's voice saying to me, Esther, stay away from this. This is not from me. So it is not for you. My law is on your heart. Stay away from these lies. And I was really like, okay. um, I didn't understand. But I obeyed. Now I know. What he warned me against. The Talmudic law. Is written in the Talmud and it is a book. It is full of man-made rules to keep God's law. And soon there will be one world religion. You know, the five world religions, one by one, are not from the living God of Israel. No, Christianity is religion. It is not from the living God of Israel. The five world religions are not mentioned in the word of God. The word religion is not mentioned in the word of God. It is not from him. Religion is the enemy of the living God of Israel. It is religion is trying to keep people in prison. In prison of man-made rules. That is religion. It is the enemy of God. Jesus. Yeshua, he came to set people free from that. It is the enemy of the living God of Israel. Religion is not from him, but there will be one world religion soon. And it is not going to be Islam like many people think. It is not going to be the doctrine of the Roman Catholic Church, no. No. It's gonna be the false doctrine of the talmudic rabbis they will rule the religious world for a couple of years just for a couple of years then god will be done with it and uh, let's see what happens then but the one world religion will come for a couple of years and the talmudic rabbis it is the sanhedrin the sanhedrin is not done away with it was re-established in 2004 by the talmudic rabbis so it is alive again so it is the same sanhedrin that persecuted and judged yeshua And I know it had to happen. It is written that it would happen, that Yeshua would be judged. I know that. But it's the same Sanhedrin, and Yeshua warned against the synagogue of Satan. And what is the synagogue of Satan? It is the Sanhedrin. It is a small group of people who want to have the religious power over people. They want to keep them away from the truth. And that is what the Sanhedrin in the time Yeshua was on earth was trying to hide. The Sanhedrin in that time knew exactly who Yeshua was, who Yeshua is. They knew it. Yeshua spoke against their rabbinic rules. They, say, they said, hey, our law is here in the book. And what is written in the Old Testament? All the, the, the big prophets have been speaking about it. And it is about the circumcision of the heart. God said, the heart must be circumcised. Then my law, I will give my law upon the heart. I will write it upon the heart. That is what is written and that is what Yeshua said as well. You must be born again out of water and spirit. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The law will be written on your heart at that moment. Yeshua is the law of God. He is Torah. It's him. But the problem was and still is. That at the moment when God is writing his law on the heart of people, they will not obey people anymore. They will not obey man anymore. They will obey God. And that is the problem they have. They had the problem with Yeshua for what he was preaching. He was preaching freedom. And the Sanhedrin is still the same. They know exactly that people will be set free at the moment God is writing his law on their heart. That is why they come with the Noahide laws. It is a law of slavery. And in the Noahide laws is written that we cannot um, worship idols. And what do these rabbis say? That Yeshua is an idol. So it will be forbidden soon to preach the gospel, to preach the true message of Yeshua. It will be forbidden. They are trying to hide it. And they tried it in the time Yeshua was here on earth. And they will do the same now. Because the Sanhedrin hasn't changed. <laughs> but I forget one thing. Yeshua is still the same as well. He hasn't changed. They forget it. So, But they will see and they will know soon. But they are trying to keep people away from the truth. Because at the moment God is writing his law on their hearts. They will not obey man anymore, but God. And it, but what does that mean? They will lose their power. And that is what it's about. It's that simple. But they forget that Yeshua is the same yesterday, today, and he will be ever, forever be the same. He will not change. So that is the message I have. That will bring many, many people under the Noahide law. Because millions of believers in Yeshua are not born again. Out of water and spirit. Like Yeshua said, they do not have the spirit of discernment. They do not know what is from God and what is not from God. And these rabbis, they know it. So they will forbid to preach the gospel of Yeshua. But I don't fear them. For I know the one who I have met three and a half years ago. I do not fear them. And I will not stop Preaching the gospel. (laughs) I just cannot stop. And I will not stop. I am not afraid. I do not fear them. If you are not born again. If you are not born again yet. Like Yeshua said. In John chapter 3. Verse 3 to 7. If you are not born again yet then obey today what is born again repent turn away from your old life confess your sins turn away from these sins ask god forgiveness for what you have done and forgive everyone who has ever hurt you get baptized on the water in the name of yeshua For the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the spirit of discernment. So, whatever people will come and tell you, if it's not from God, you will know it. As soon as you pray about it, you will know it, and you will always find it back in the word of god if it's from him or not always so if you're not born again yet then make sure you obey if you love yeshua if you have faith if you if you believe in him you will believe his words as well so obey him today It is so important for the Noahide laws will come and there are laws of slavery. People cannot talk about Yeshua anymore. It will be forbidden. Pray about it. It is an important message and I know Many haven't heard of it yet. Maybe it's the first time. But I pray that many will recognize it as soon as they the churches will mention it or other people will mention it. There is a big organization. It is a worldwide organization of uh, rabbis, Talmudic rabbis and their families. There are preaching and teaching now these Noahide laws to Gentiles, to And to a lot of christians they are busy with it bringing uh, people uh, under this law god said one thing to me these people do not belong to the synagogue of satan they are just used by this synagogue of satan In the Great Tribulation, after three and a half years, the peace agreement with the Jews will be broken. And at that moment, these rabbis and their family, they will be done away with like rubbish. They are just used by the synagogue of Satan now. God loves them. I ask you to pray for these people, even if they are trying to tell you, to teach you about these Noahide laws. Um, Stay kind and tell them what is in the word, actually. It is in the Old Testament. All the prophets were speaking about it, and Yeshua was speaking about it. So... What they are trying to tell is against God's word. It is straight against God's word. They are sinning, teaching these lies. So I ask you to forgive them if you meet these people and they are trying to to teach you about this. And pray for them, lift them up in prayer and proclaim uh, freedom for them. That is what I'm asking you to do. I hope you will be blessed by this message. I'll speak to you soon.
1: Okay.
5: She says a lot of the things that I say yeah. about religion, being used to divide us. It's not from God. You know, find God in a building of stone. A building made by man, you find God in a building in some place made by God. Um, no, hold on. So, actually, next, no, no, it's another, it's another web page. Because um, the when I first found that, when I first watched that interview, as I told you guys in the beginning, the one we watched in the beginning, um, and Inner Matrix sent me that way. But that wasn't the one that he had watched. The one that he had watched that he said was going to blow your mind is this one.
1: Oh, oh, stand by, stand by. Well, we're not there. We can pause, pause
5: it, but right.
1: it's, it's pulled Give up me now. A minute, okay. So I can get rid of this. You yeah, know, I got gotcha. I got to share it a different way. Yeah, I no, can't I know. Do it the normal way. So, anyway. So, um,
5: so talk while I So this uh this is doing my work. This is the same guy that did the interview in the beginning that yep. Steve Stephen
1: Bannon. Ben Ben Benen banana banana Okay. Yes. And
5: I think he he and his wife did did this one and it's uh life under Noahide laws. So this will be what it's like. I
1: I I <laughs> it was funny we were I was contemplating whether I was going to comment about this, but I guess I will now. But um Lindsay, you said earlier, love is the answer. um it, That's the problem. Honestly, if you look at it, if you honestly boil all of this down, love is the answer is the problem. Love is like that. I was looking at it this way, you know, I I had my own social experiment that I conducted when I was, when I got my own platoon and I put it together that way on purpose, not only for the part of the kids that could, who could put up with the most bullshit, but also to see out of the two, really who's the toughest. If you, if you can't, if you're not allowed to have them go blow for blow, who's the toughest motherfuckers out there, you know? And, um, when you put them in schools and you put them in dealing with everything else and you put them in all the bullshit and you find out that actually they're kind of just cool as they are on their own, you realize that each one, although they do have differences and although it takes some of them a lot longer to figure things out when they do figure it out, Lethally wise, when you're looking at lethality, lethality or overall lethality, (laughs) you find out it really doesn't fucking matter anymore because push comes to shove. Everybody's going to fight. You're all going to fight. You just don't know how you're going to fight yet. And I bring that up for a reason. I I don't
5: think that explains why, why, um, why love is the answer is the problem.
1: Well, no, it's not. But
5: let me, and let me try and explain it go when you go with love as the answer all the time and and you're all about forgiveness and don't get me wrong i'm all about love and forgiveness but that doesn't mean you don't hold people accountable and that's the problem we don't hold people accountable when you just go with love is the answer love everybody you don't actually hold anybody accountable and that's not really loving anybody because tough love is a thing yeah and should be a thing holding people accountable for their actions is truly loving them. And people don't get that.
1: And I agree with that. And that's actually the answer I was going to go after, but um, you got to it better than I did more succinctly. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, But really quick while we're talking about that, and this is really funny, but this is another reason why I really do love where I come from, because it's really funny. This is, you know, when you guys get a flat tire or your flight's delayed, how do you all act? Y'all get pissy, right? Sometimes. I get pissy. Trust me. I know. I get it. I'm just like the rest of y'all motherfuckers. I get fucking angry, right? You know, but my folks from back in the home world, they don't They don't do that shit at all. Check this shit out because their flight got delayed in ireland their flight got delayed for like a day and this is how they celebrated it just so you're aware (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. the first one of you fuckers that can send me a video of that happening in an American airport, I will 100% play it and I will add it to our intro somewhere. I will figure out a place to put that, but that's how they deal with shit that kicks them in the balls in Ireland. Just so you're aware, there is a way to do it and we can get through this. We just got to figure out how
5: to do it. Frequency, vibration and resonance. As Lindsay put it. Yeah.
1: I always love that video, though. Mm-hmm. It's a good video. Okay. As your flight gets delayed for a day, by the way. Oh, by the way, flight's been canceled for a day. Well, fuck me running. Holy shit, thanks. Anyway, how about mm-hmm. that? Moving right along. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, this one. Back to the serious shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I know. I like the fun shit. The fun shit's fun. It's fun. Uh, let me make this this size. This size, There we
9: go. Okay. Should be bigger. Mm hmm. Could there have been diabolical plans hacked a long time ago to entrap and enslave man and womankind once and for all? Have we been warned and behind the scenes moves made to secure ancient old laws to govern humanity during dark times that seems to be entering our reality as of late? What are the Noah Hyde laws? If you have read them, they sound like a reasonable way for humanity to live, especially if we lack ethical understanding or even intuitive guidance. At least that's what it looks like on the surface. And would the executioner of these laws perhaps be subjected to the same laws as the ones they were written for? Someone has to enforce and oversee them, right? Someone or a group has to be in charge. Interesting enough, the Noahide laws have been adopted and even ran through legislative bodies around the world, which most would be surprised to know is true. Why are they being adopted in these countries and organizations, including the United States, as humanity's new normal way of living? You would think for this fact alone, everyone should have read these potential laws and guidelines by now, did you know of this? Well, that's exactly what we'll be doing as we discuss what is the Noahide laws and who will be enforcing them, and how will they be implemented throughout the world? And under the right circumstances, could a dark agenda be behind these laws? You will find out as we interview Stephen and Yana Benun from Israeli News Live on the true agenda of the Noahide laws and the latest on what is happening with Israel and Palestine's conflict as it accelerates into a probable dark reality that may trigger an ancient and barbaric way of life for everyone here on earth. It's time for eyes wide open and to start connecting the dots, because if we don't start creating our own reality, and it looks like there's a plan in place to start creating our reality for us. Welcome to Frequency Wars.
14: The time to defy the modern agenda is now.
10: UI Media Network presents Frequency Wars. An explosive new series that examines contentious subject matter pursuing us beyond our five senses. This weekly series discovers the intricacies of imposing issues that challenge our daily existence and question humanity. Provocative and intriguing, we confront the issues and conflicts affecting us on a global scale and beyond. The commentary and guests will shift the paradigm and defy the status quo. What will you believe? Welcome to Frequency Wars, the next revolution. And here's your host, challenging you to question everything, Tim Ray.
9: I'm Tim Ray, and welcome to Frequency Wars. We will be discussing in-depth the Noahide laws with our special guest shortly. But right now, let me list what are the seven main laws. Although there are tens of more sub-laws, text, but for the time's sake, let's just focus on the seven. Let's take a look do not profane God's oneness in any way. Number two, do not curse your creator. Number three, do not murder. Number four, do not eat a limb of a living animal. Number five, do not steal. Number six, harness and channel the human libido. And Number seven, establish courts of law and ensure justice in our world. Well, it sounds like some reasonable and positive principles to live by, even if you're not brought up in a religion that believes that these are were Noah's seven commandments for all humans to live by. But what I find so fascinating is some of the words and meanings used in the Noahide Laws I have seen before in other similar writings, such as Agenda 2130 Sustainable Development, UN 17 Goals, if you remember. We shared them on what pair shows uh, a while ago. Let's start out with the law of do not eat a limb of the living animal. Respect all life, God's creatures as intelligent beings we have duty not to cause pain to other creatures. Now comparing this law, to goal 14 and 15 of the UN agenda 2130, life below water and life on land. For open oceans and deep seas arise, sustainable can be achieved only through increased international cooperation to protect vulnerable habitats. We must be respectful towards wildlife and only take part in ecotourism opportunities that are responsibly and ethically run in order to prevent wildlife disturbances. Interesting, how similar, huh? How about the goal 16 of the UN plan of peace and justice, strong institutions, promote peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, provide access to the justice for all and build effective, accountable and inclusive institutions at all levels. And now let's compare this to the Noah Hyde law to establish courts and law and ensure justice in our world. World justice, how interesting. And one last one I thought we would most likely be interested in sharing is the UN Goal 3, Good Health and Well-Being. You can start by promoting and protecting your own health and the health of those around you by making well-informed choices, practicing safe sex, and vaccinating your children. We have the Noahide Law that states harness and chattel the human libido. Could that be an old-style way of saying safe sex and make informed choices? Although vaccinating your children, the UN really, with all that we know, I would have to question that the UN's intentions for Bill Gates is clear about this depopulation program and the use of vaccines being one of his solutions, as he stated on TED Talks not too long ago. Is this all a coincidence? The similarities of many of the Noahide laws and the UN Agenda 2130 that we find ourselves in today? Or could this, could this be the same people be involved in getting the Noahide laws as preferred religion? throughout the world governments and organizations, which will have influenced the UN and Sustainable Development Goals. If so, then it was very cleverly done and quietly accomplished incorporating the ancient laws within the UN plans for the world for sustainable development. Clever, but is it wise? And wise for all of humanity? Well, let's find out. We will be speaking with one of the hosts of Israeli News Live to discuss just that and also what is going on with the Israeli-Palestine conflict and what's happening not only today, but how is this moving the New World Order agenda and the U.N. goals closer to reality. Stephen, welcome back
10: to Frequency Wars. Thank you. I'm glad to be back with you guys, Tim.
9: Um. I'm going to play a clip for you first, Stephen. And this is a, a moment. I believe it's Rabbi Cohen at the UN talking about how they're, he's wanting to get the Noahide laws adopted through through the, the, the adopted in the UN. So let me play this clip for uh, for uh, a minute, and then let's discuss a little bit about uh, what's going on with uh, with the Noahide laws and it being actually implemented in the UN.
14: My intention as Founder and Director of Uni- Universal No-Hide Code is to call all 193 UN member states that comprise this organization to incorporate in their constitutions the Universal No-Hide Code, that the Universal no- No-Hide Ethics Day in the UN and a, and, a, and, will, and a resolution on this, which will give you a copy to hand out and to, and to review, and be passed to promote the responsibility for human beings, first of all, to the Creator, and w- from which this, these, this code originates, and then to its fellow human being. The Universal no Code encompasses the principles of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals 2030 Agenda. The Universal no Code, or UNC, above all, is above all politics, justice, and religious systems, or, and boundaries is part of all and political, judicial, and religious systems because it, it transcends from that which is man-made. All different laws are man-made. This is godly, and it's, it's a way that God gave us for us to live amongst the 70 nations that we don't all think alike, to all live in coexistence and harmony and peace. Israel is, belongs to the Jewish people because it says in the bible not because the un made a declaration.
9: All right, so Stephen, you just heard the clip there. So before we get an update on what's going on in Israel and Palestine, is it just a coincidence that the the UN sustainable development goals, 17 goals, are somewhat in line with the Noahide laws? And of course, Noahide laws being in the past and the the UN goals being more in the recent more in the recent future, a recent time, present time.
10: It's definitely not unusual at all. In fact, the problem is this is what's been steering everything from the background. Uh, the Jewish people, the Israelites, especially the Orthodox Jews uh, in the Chabad organization, they have planned these things centuries in advance. If you go back to the Goan uh, which is a 17th century sage, they're following his writings almost to the T. And uh, of course, Rambam who is the uh, 11th century sage that wrote the Noahide laws in the first place. But everything is moving forward for a new world order, and of course the Noahide laws would be those laws that would be incumbent upon the Gentile people or the rest of the people that are not Jewish of the world. And they, they work on getting in every aspect of government and social life, et cetera. In order to control the narrative and it's done on a global scale so it's nothing unusual so um so is it because
9: the u.n uh, leaders of the u.n are just they are adopting the noahide laws because they're intimidated they're forced to or they think it's a good idea i mean do you know how that's it, how it's being done or how it was get how it was done
10: well to say exactly how it is done i can't say all the specifics on that but i can tell you that it is Uh, And this is from my experience of being part of the Chabad organization for 20 years. And uh, just in friendship with other rabbis, knowing how that the organization has planned these things is more through infiltration is the way this has been done. The Orthodox community has always known that the only way that they're going to control things is to infiltrate all the different organizations, whether it be uh, the UN, the the banks, uh, whether it be. Uh, religious groups, and that includes the Vatican, uh, charismatic groups, Baptist groups, they infiltrate all these organizations and they work their way up into leadership, even if it means pretending that you're a Christian uh, when you're really an Orthodox Jew in doing so, Uh, but especially in government entities. As we've seen in our own government here in the United States, ADL controls everything that goes on uh, within. Whether it be the Congress or the Senate, everyone is bought out, and that's how they've managed to pull this off.
9: Well, yeah, it seems like God, you know, the <laughs> the old saying: when you first practice to deceive, right, a tangled web you weave. Uh, it's I guess that it's a lot of the folks who do that change their name or they a- act that certain way, um, and to deceive. Uh, do they not? Are they not feeling, um, you know, conscientious about it? Lying and and uh, doing things that even the Noahide laws says you shouldn't be doing. I would assume.
10: Well, it, it goes back to the Frankest Sabbatean doctrine that uh, was born out of Turkey through uh, fr- through one of the rabbis that that, that more than fifty percent of Judaism believed was the Messiah, back in his day and. Uh, it, if if it means to bring about evil, to bring about good, or to bring about the coming of the Messiah, they're willing to do it. And so, for Judaism to lie, to deceive, etc., if it, if the end game helps to bring the Messiah, they believe that that's perfectly okay and justified in doing so. And that's why they they do the acts that they do. Uh,
9: and we'll talk a little bit more about separation in church here in a second. I'll show you another video, but just to your point, because what confuses me is. Is um, the Noahide laws in Judaism is is pro- proclaims that there to be a higher level of living, you know, a higher purpose, more ethical, everything else. But yet, the rationalizing to deceive to get the end end justifies the means, or is that just a rationalization, or is that actually part of the, doc- the doctrine?
10: Well, it's, it's, that is really part of the doctrine because you have to remember in in Judaism, uh, especially in Orthodox rabbis. The Bible, whether it be God, whether it be Noah, excuse me, not Noah, but in the case of Moses, who is considered to be the greatest prophet of all times, even God himself is subordinate to the rabbis themselves. This is an actual fundamental belief in Judaism. And they actually cite a scripture within the Old Testament, proving their point, which really doesn't prove anything. But uh, they believe that the power that God had himself and even that of Moses was delegated down to the rabbis. And so, therefore, they can add and make laws, change laws, or do whatever they want to with the laws, and therefore, whatever they say is what will go. <laughs> and their way of bringing about the Messiah is going to be the way they believe it should be. And whatever, whatever means they need to do that in order to get global dominance and to facilitate that, uh, that, that the world will be ruled from Jerusalem and the Messiah will sit there, they're going to carry out those acts in order to bring that about and that includes all the wars that we see happening in the world
9: wow you know i would just just for as a human nature you'd think that would catch up to you eventually uh, at least to your conscious but let me switch here i want to play another video for you real quick um of course I, I believe it's also rabbi cohen talking about he gets a question about how does the noahide laws deal with being rolled out in all these other countries especially as some countries that are are atheists you know they don't believe in a, a higher power um, how are they going to justify the Noahide laws there? So let's play the clip and then we'll talk about it.
14: Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm from Norway. Uh, we, uh, for many years, we've been a Christian country. We had a state church, but we removed this because of the growth of atheists. So the Noahide code: the first rule is do not deny God. Then how can you expect countries such as Norway to implement this rule if you have a growing population that do not believe? It? Okay. Very good question. Um, in America there was this challenge because of the separation of church and state, meaning that the government cannot, it's freedom of religion, and, and the government cannot impose any religion on any people. The, the American government had that issue between church and state, and they, they, they overcame it by saying it's, it's education. The point is, that they overcame it in America by, by having it promoted as, as, as education, and 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 so on. It doesn't have to say, it's respect God. It doesn't have to say um, you have to pray to, to in a church or in. Or in it says respect the, the higher authority. But I think if they overcame that that issue in America with church and state, I think the same same issue could could be overcome in in uh, Norway. So. Here you hear him talking about using
9: education as a way to uh, get the understanding of the separation of church and state. Uh, Is that simple? Is that all that really matters for the uh, what they all all know? Hide laws want is just a a way to share it or do they care that it's, you know, it's not going to be just going to be an education piece. It's not going to really be the spiritual understanding of the law.
10: Well, even in the, the the man that was there at the meeting that was asking the question speaking about Norway, uh, the fundamental fact that he's trying to bring out is that you can only have one God. And he's looking at uh, his country as being a Christian nation like the United States. And I thought it's kind of interesting because uh, this, this Rabbi Cohen actually diverts really the question. He's, he's, he's dodging the question of what's really being asked. Because he wants to know, with it being that, okay, there's only one God, he's looking at his nation being more more of maybe perhaps Trinitarian beliefs or Trinitarian values, because they believe that Jesus Christ being the Son of God, as the Scripture says, you know, he didn't think it was robbery to be equal with God. And this goes in total uh, contrast to, or, you know, contrary to that of the seven Noahide laws. So he's wondering, how are they going to overcome this, then, if you're if if knowing that this is really the case? How do you do that? Well, he deflects and he goes to the United States and he says, we were able to get this passed uh, by doing this through education. And, and truly, that's exactly how they do it. They do it under an education uh, law there. But the problem is is that they were successful in America, and although they consider some have actually called this law, well, no different than National Ice Cream Day. That's not true. It still is on the law books, and uh, and eventually it will become something that becomes enforced. Especially if they manage to do away with the constitution and we go under a one-world government, which is the end game in the first place. And then, regardless of where they put the law, at, under education or whatever, uh, it will then be implemented in a in, in a far more harsher way, which will be carrying out the the sub-laws that are under the seven laws.
9: Well, you know, interesting. It's, it's like you said, it's a matter of just getting it on the books, do whatever you need to do to get on the books, because at the right time and the right circumstances, it will be a matter of enforcement, you know, and you can manipulate that process. I mean, very clever, uh, very clever, cleverly done. So let's switch here to what's going on in Israel right now in the Palestinian conflict, because it apparently seems to be um, accelerating, uh, you know, off and on. But can you, I'm going to ask you a, a two-part question here. Can you explain to me, or explain to our our viewers, uh, what is Israel's formal public goal with Palestine? And then we'll get into what their informal private goal is.
10: Well, the the former goal really kind of sums it up when Israel actually announced that they are a Jewish state uh, not too long ago, and they made that an official law. And so even formerly, they are pretty much pushing the Palestinians out completely and letting the world know that they are a Jewish state, not even an Israelite state, uh, not a 12 tribes uh, nation state. When they say they're a Jewish state, they're limiting that to the house of Judah, is, and they believe that they are the descendants of the house of Judah that have returned home. That being said. What's interesting in that formal declaration is it's going to push the Palestinians completely out and even eventually out of the politics itself. That's pretty much the formal side of this, as they prepared a one-world government. Uh, I know that we hear a lot of the New World Order uh, speak that's done all over the internet. Officially, the United States government, those that I work with that I've I've known for some time, they call it a one-world or a global government that we are headed to. Uh, so they know that very well. But unofficially, uh, it's going to be—Palestinians are going to be moved off as much as they possibly can, and they're going to lose more and more rights, and Israel will become a, a dictatorship, uh, not just—I mean, very much like South Africa was at one time where they set out to South Africa was an apartheid state. Israel is already an apartheid state in action and deeds in what they're doing. But once they can get that full dominance, it's going to be horrendous what will happen to the Palestinians at that point.
9: So, I mean, are they are they going to leave them where they are, relocate them, or just or just manage to patrol um, them at, at, like you said in horrific ways? Uh, is that the end game? Is to get them out of there and bring that land in for um, the rest of Israel?
10: Well, look at what started the, the, the whole confrontation just recently. Of course, we have the Al-Aqsa Mosque. They go in there, they, they begin to attack the worshipers in the Al-Aqsa Mosque. But also they, had go, they went in, and they evicted families out of their homes, taken over their homes without any notification whatsoever to the families. Uh, that's even beyond what Israel has done in the past. Normally they give them some sort of a notification where they're going to confiscate their, their properties and lands. They're not even doing this now. In fact, uh, the, the one man that I worked with in D.C. was part of the team that was negotiating the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas uh, just recently, and the Egyptians, he was there in Israel at the time. And a man that has always been very pro-Israel actually tells me that Israel was completely in the wrong in what they did at the Alex Hamas and as well as evicting these Palestinians from their homes without any prior notification. He said they have instigated this war from the very outset, and actually Israel is to blame for it. That floored me coming from him, because I know how much he's always loved Israel, but now he's concerned that Netanyahu has gone down a very evil path, and that at one time he thought he had Israel, their good in mind, but he sees that he's going down a very evil path, which goes really back to another issue, because when the whole conflict began, I noticed that things were just spiraling out of control. Very unusual for Netanyahu not to step in and try to bring order back if the rockets are raining down. And so I had reached out to my own counterpart and asked, what's going on in Israel? This doesn't seem uh, normal. And he wrote me back, and his words were very perspective, L4 uh, plus setting the stage, and the shell game is activated. Now, what he means by L4+, plus, which is level four, level five entities that control the government uh, of the United States, this is Sorrow's and Kissinger, and they were setting the stage basically creating the unrest in order to get the shell game activated, uh, which ultimately is going to bring about complete conflict in the region. Setting, setting the stage for a global war that will take place uh, in the year 2024 unless they decide to move that up.
9: And I'm sure Iran will be in the middle of that as well and uh, doing their part uh, for this this, Iran cha- this chaos. Is
10: Iran is working with the United States and with Israel. They know their part in this. And this is what a lot of people are not aware of. Uh, I know this from my own uh, 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 circle of intel that I work with. Rouhani, he is a Freemason. He works with the West. And the only thing that that they have feared, and this is including Israel, is that Iran, because they're so anxious to do their part in attacking Israel, is that they will jump the gun and launch a nuclear strike on Tel Aviv prematurely. Uh, But they do know that that's supposed to happen. Iran knows that's their part in this, and those elite inside the government of Israel Know full well that Iran is going to do this, and Israel is going to retaliate not against Iran directly, but against Damascus. That's where they will retaliate, and they will say that fulfills biblical scripture.
9: Well, you know, interesting because uh, same thing like with Hamas and Israel seems like they're all working for the same. You know, they're all they're all playing their game together, and uh, you know, and people the 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 people in in society think that they hate each other, um, whether they like or not, but they're actually playing that game of of war with each other or other alternatives
10: right that's exactly right hamas was created by the israeli government and they were created by the israeli government to bring attacks against israel and then israel retaliates as their what they call their justified means uh in fact there was a general uh the former israeli general not general but uh defense minister uh lieberman who just recently came out, it was published in Israeli news uh, uh, post, I think Jerusalem Post carried the article, and he was saying that within a few days Netanyahu was going to award Hamas another $30 million, mm-hmm. basically insinuating that Netanyahu is going to finance more missiles to come rain down on Israel. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Prob- but-
9: Problem, reaction, solution, right, uh, Stephen? Right. Problem, reaction, yes. solution. Um, we're going to out a little time here, but let me squeeze in this other question as well. Um, and I, this is, a, I think, a, a challenging question. But hopefully, you'll be able to jump in there. Is from a biblical perspective, what is supposed to happen with Palestine, uh, in reference to the uh, reference to the Old Testament, Palestine and Israel conflict to the Old Testament, and what is supposed to happen to Palestine and Israel with the New Testament?
10: Here's the thing. A lot of people that are probably be listening to him, they believe that Israel being coming home to the to land in 1948 uh, is fulfillment of biblical uh, Scripture. Uh, they believe that this is something that was supposed to happen uh, and that that all 12 tribes will eventually come back. And, of course, they're looking at this as being that the law will go from Jerusalem. This is nothing further from the truth. This was actually, and I go into this in a lot of the teachings that I do as well, and I didn't believe it either for a long time. I was very much pro the 1948 narrative myself. But Israel, a lot of this was fulfilled back in the times of Christ. The easiest one to see is Acts chapter 2, verse 36, where Peter says, O you house of Israel, this same Jesus whom you have crucified is both Lord and Christ. So he puts all 12 tribes in Israel 2,000 years ago. That's the short of that there. So Israel really, what we see today is a Rothschild creation uh, that is trying to mimic what Jesus fulfilled and the apostles fulfilled, the believers did 2,000 years ago. And so they're setting this up for the Antichrist rule. So what do we see? We see that, yes, there was going to be a creation of the state of Israel. It would be a biblical part because of the Antichrist himself coming to try to reign and rule from Jerusalem, and that what is going to happen New Testament-wise is we're going to see the Gog of Magog war. Most Christians believe the Gog of Magog war is all the world's nations coming against Israel and attacking Israel and God intervening on their behalf. In a way, there's some truth to that, but that's not exactly right. The Gog of Magog war is basically this Pharisaic uh, group of rabbis that had overthrown the Zadokite priesthood 2,000 years ago. They come back. That is where your Gog is. Gog is actually the Antichrist figure, because what we have in the Dead Sea Scrolls that you do not have in, uh, in the Bible itself when we read about Gog of Magog is that Gog is called the Prince of Rosh or the prince of the head of Meshach. So what we have is a prince or an antichrist rising. He has the rosh which corresponds, and I'm fixing to do a teaching on this, it's never been done before anywhere on the internet uh, that I'm aware of. But that will coincide with the, the deadly wound that was healed of Revelation chapter 13, that head that raises up the beast kingdom. And that is actually being done internally, and they're coming against Israel, per se, but this part of Israel are the Christians. This was the Palestinian believers that have been in the land for the last 2,000 years since Jesus was here, that the Romans allowed them to, to live there, to be farmers, to supply the Romans with what they have need of. That's why there's been a Christian presence in Israel that were basically Jews all along. In fact, 50% of Palestinians know that they were crypto Jews. They are from uh, the House of Judah from 2,000 years ago, and of course, the same thing. They will come against Damascus and all the other believers that were actually all Jewish descent. So yeah, Israel, both all 12 tribes that were became believers over that over that time period into the 2,000 years. Gog of Magog is coming down with all of his armies from all the different nations of the world that they comprised of, and they are attacking the believers that believed in Jesus Christ to start with. That's where we're at. That's
9: where we're headed. Wow. I mean, boy, it sure gets heavy and and many facets to what's going on, and you really have to be a biblical scholars such as yourself to keep track of what what's being said but it does help i assume it helps you Stephen, on kind of predicting what perhaps will be the next step um a forever chess game there too um so one last thing i should say one last question here we're gonna be talking about the the georgia guidestones here in 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 you know in georgia where i live alberta georgia and Do you see any similarities between, because I do, but I'm curious if you do, between the Georgia Guidestones and the Noahide laws?
10: Yeah, there's quite a few of those in there, especially like, for example, in number six, that all nations rule uh, internally resolving external disputes in a world court. Notice it's a world court. Uh, I believe that's actually the sixth law in the Noahide laws, uh, that they're to establish the... The, the rule the, the court the rule of law that is to go on right uh, then the, also the other the first one maintain humanity under 500 million yeah. in a perpetual balance with nature yeah. Yeah. now we might we might look at that and say well no there's nothing in the Noahide laws that says that but if you take into account that there's decapitation for the violation of every one of those laws and that includes uh, Christians that believe that Jesus Christ the Son of God that's decapitation. Uh, the homosexual people and I'm not here to I'm not here to speak against them for saying what they choose to do I'm just simply saying if you're homosexual that's a violation of the sexual laws you're going to be decapitated and the mere fact that I happen to know the very company that ordered all the parts for the guillotines here in the United States with over 1 million guillotine blades that were ordered tells me that and of course it was told to me that these that these uh, guillotines are being ordered to carry out the Noahide laws and what the punishments will be in the future.
9: Well, wow, that's so,
10: that's, yeah, that's a lot of these laws are very, very interesting to say.
9: Sure. It's very, and very, very disturbing to hear that, too. Right. Um, well, listen, Stephen, I want to thank you for coming in and joining us and sharing this incredible information. So much more to follow up on. And this is going to be an ongoing uh, conflict and ongoing content that we'll be able to share and and with you, too. And thank you for being so courageous uh, for uh, for speaking your truth. And being here for, God, for humanity,
1: God bless seventeen million guillotine blades. Mm-hmm. Really, can we make this any more obvious? Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yes. Asking for a friend. Yes.
6: 17.
1: I'm sorry about
5: that, y'all. Mick yeah. has his phone tethered to the fucking computer, well, and he didn't have "Do Not Disturb." It's an Apple product. And he didn't put on Do Not Disturb. And James apparently wasn't paying attention that we're broadcasting. So he's trying to fucking FaceTime.
1: Yeah. No, 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 as no. As we're
5: playing a video.
1: No, 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 no. You shut it down quickly. Are we done with this? Yes. Please. Thank yes. You. I'm really tired of the video being back and forth. Yeah, I know. All right. Okay. Uh, what's next?
5: That's it. Okay. That was it. Well, that was it. Yeah. So, uh Noahide. Hyde.
1: Noahide. Hyde do you know was. a little bit more about them? Yeah. Now, sure do. I do. Nerdy. They're, already, they're they're already here. Don't like them. Nope. Not really all about them. Nope. Kind of goes against what we believe. Yep. Not only as Christians, but as patriots.
5: Did you hear that they're arresting uh Christian preachers in Jerusalem last week?
1: Well, how about the fucking the and fact they're Ukraine, killing Christian too? kids? How about the fact of killing Christian kids, mm-hmm. Christian adults mm-hmm. in schools? Mm-hmm. What do you want to bet that's not the first school shooting we hear about?
5: Why do you think that uh, trans people were doing it? I'm telling yeah, you, they're coming is, out against the trans. This is going
1: to be a, no, they're coming There's, out against Christians. Mm-hmm. And this at is, the same time. This is a, an assault against Christianity. Mm-hmm. Watch. Watch, watch, watch. Just saying either way uh we will be back tomorrow night the fuck with the video I, I i don't know nothing's open i know nothing is running i know i know just the system I know. um we'll be back tomorrow night 5 45 for Liana's lounge mm-hmm. Liana should be back tomorrow morning at, at 5 mm-hmm. to start you off your day um and uh, we'll be back at 5 45 for Liana's lounge and then 6 p.m for the rest of the show uh tomorrow night um, May prove to be interesting, so everybody just hold on to your hats. Either way, oh yeah, oh yeah,
5: okay, yeah. You see something big happening tomorrow? Mm,
1: something. Like I mean, they're I see some arrest Trump on Tuesday. Well, I see some fireworks flying before that. Okay. Either way, uh, y'all stay tuned, and everybody make sure you pay attention, uh, Listen in tomorrow for Leanna's show. Um, she's pretty quick on the uptake if. Uh, Something goes on and that's where I kind of like to spend my days when I'm just trying to mm-hmm. figure out what's going on in the world because she'll be pretty quick to bring it up. So, and she does all that on the fly shit that we yep. can't do. Exactly. So either way, mm-hmm. um, till then, I hope uh, you all
5: enjoyed today and learned a little something.
1: Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Mm-hmm. for the course. And, uh, we will see you guys tomorrow night. Uh, For the Mick. And V-Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Uh, Till then. Thanks for watching. Night.
13: I'm a red-
2: Never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirt of South With a truck sit high, and he straight pipes loud This land, a land of freedom Double barrels in case we need Man up, or sit your ass down We done talking, fuck around and find out I Love my country, love my freedom Fuck a welfare, no, I don't need them Shotgun raised from the woods the I